Back to uh, Gundam and MHQ. This is uh, one of your hosts, Neo, and always I'm joined here with uh, Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello. What's up, everyone? Yo, yo. <laughs> too cool, too cool for school. And this is uh, episode 120. And in this episode, uh, we're going to be returning back to uh, the, uh, I guess the, the 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 12 colonies story, and we'll be reviewing the recently released, uh, I guess on Blu-ray, and then it was on a uh, YouTube prior to that, and some little web episodes. But uh, we're going back to the Battlestar Galactica universe, and we're going to be talking about blood and chrome and Yay. all of its bloodiness and chrominess. And uh, <laughs> as you can see from the from the from the response from Chris. He just cannot wait to jump into that. I'm so excited. <clears throat> I just can't hide it. <laughs> but remember, Chris, before that, we have some things to do. So uh, mainly oh, the yeah. news. But And then after uh, Blood and Chrome, we'll be doing our quarterly, first quarter 2013 uh, cleanup of uh, the mailbag because we got backed up a little bit. So we'll be powering A little bit up. is an understatement. Ah, I was... <laughs> hey, I was... I, I'm, I'm more of a, a, a glasses half full guy. Uh, so, uh, you know, but yeah, so we'll be going through that and powering through a lot of your questions and uh, hopefully uh, none of the none of the uh, half page uh, soliloquies that we've seen in the last uh, <laughs> last few posts. <laughs> there, so. But before that. We will be going through the news, and uh, this is, uh, of course, from the Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles uh, thread in the, Mecha, er, in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And uh, the first one here is, uh, we got it from Nasty Nate. And uh, this one is, uh, t- this is on IGN, and I-, I encourage everybody to do this. It is uh, to design a robot uprising t-shirt and win. So uh, I guess there's like a there's a fifteen hundred dollar uh, grand prize and there's also some other prizes uh, if you're picked for whatever reason. So uh, and uh, I think after that your your T-shirt will be available for purchase on a website called WeLoveFine.com. So definitely submit your uh, your robot um, uprising um, uh, T-shirt designs there. And if if I had any artistic ability i would uh, definitely do it myself but uh well i probably could i could just do stick figures and show like uh sh- show like a stick figure guy with um with a mag light beating a robot so i could probably do that <laughs> give him a little stick figure uh glasses because you know then you would know it'd be the admiral oh, so indeed. yeah i mean that's all you need to put on the t-shirt Robot beware, and just a picture of, of uh, the admiral's face. <laughs> and there should be some guys with uh, 
Mohawks and spiked shoulders. Yes, and 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 and, and, and tires and spare tires and, and tires wrapped around those spikes and stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So thank you, Mr. Nasty Nate, for your submission there. Uh, next one here comes from Wilder, and this is some, uh, some, some interesting news. This is coming from the Anime News Network, and uh, uh, it's been just kind of discussed or reported that ADK, Toei, Aniplex, Sunrise, TMS, uh, NAS, and Detsune are to stream uh, some anime overseas. I guess they're going to be... Uh, uh, showing about possibly about 500 titles and they're going to be recouping those costs through fees and advertising. So, uh, uh I guess, um, uh, this is in response here in the article. It talks about how, um, one piece and Gundam have garnered a lot of fans overseas. So they're, they're, you know, I guess, uh, th- these companies are stepping into the uh, 20th century and, and thinking that going global might be a good thing. So, uh, <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> definitely check that out. And thank you, Mr. Wielder, for your submission. Next one here uh, comes from Robo Lizard Two Two Two. I've never. It must be a first-time poster. But uh, this is this is some interesting stuff. It looks like um, uh, Pat Labor is going to be. Uh, there's there's a license now for the Pat Labor OVAs to be uh, in Blu-ray. So. Uh, mm. Is it looks like they're going to be released in bilingual English DVD, Blu-ray, and other digital formats. So um, I already pre-ordered mine at Right Stuff, and you can do so too through mhq.net. Uh, that's good. There you, there you go. Everybody, get on that. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Do it now. <laughs> no, seriously, do it now. Well, let me not now, but you know. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Robo Lizard also puts a. Um, a link to Amazon too, but definitely well, don't go follow through. that link. <laughs> yeah, don't follow that link. Definitely go to um, mhq.net. Yes, exactly. And uh, thank you, Mister Robo Lizard two two two, for your submission. Next one here, actually, um, you know, it's always great to have a, a shitty movie sequels, Ouch. and um, you know that. I, I, this is just amazing. I'm so glad. I, I can't wait till Mother Russia releases this. I guess there's going to be a Prometheus two. Well, Prometheus 2, Electric Goo. I don't know. Prometheus um, Harder. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think this, this movie is going to fail even more so because uh, they already killed off Idris Elba. So, uh, you know, that, that was the only good thing in that first movie. Oh, what a piece of crap. Really, Maybe Scott. come back as a uh, bishop-type android. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yes. I, I would encourage everyone not to support this movie. Because if you do, that means that Ridley Scott will make more. So it's not a good thing. Uh, but thank you, Mr. Uh, Rodimus76, for your submission. Oh, and the next one is from Rodimus76. And, and this is good stuff because uh, this is Surbay news. And we always love Surbay news here. It looks like uh, that, that movie that's going to destroy everybody's childhood, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the one that will kill everyone's uh, uh, you know, uh, childhood. This is kind of appropriate. The release date was originally May 16th, 2014, but it's been changed. Now it is June 6th, 2014. So it's actually going to be D-Day for a lot of people's uh, childhoods that day. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, the humanity. <laughs> a, lot of people are gonna, a lot of people's childhoods are going to go on Omaha Beach that day, right? <laughs> Omaha Beach of your childhood. Yes, exactly. 
<laughs> so thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for uh, that survey news and keep it going. Um, <clears throat> the next one here. Uh, I just want to make fun of one of the posters here. Uh, uh, Hunter Slasher 13. I, I guess you've never listened to uh, Gundam before because uh, he, he put an article here. Who oh, I, th- I thought uh, Unicorn was a six-episode OVA series, but apparently a seventh episode is coming out in the spring of 2014. Yes, welcome to 2012 there, Hunter Slasher 13. <laughs> we haven't been saying that for a while, that we thought it was yeah, going to well, get extended. His, in his defense, though, uh, yeah. despite not knowing that there's going to be seven episodes, it is new that the seventh episode is not coming until spring 2014. Yeah. Oh, no. It's a long ways off. <laughs> Yes. Get ready to wait. But I, I just wanted to make fun of him. So um, oh. thank you, Mr. Hunter Slasher 13, for um, uh, you know allowing us to uh, make fun of you. Ooh. Next one here is from a, it's an Australian, and it's a very criminal, very devious one. Vent Noir, the worst one of all. Oh, damn. Uh, and uh, hey, Chris, you need, to de- you need to bow down and say you're sorry because th- this, this bit of news means that Gundam's back. It does. Uh-oh. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger than what it was during um, the the, uh, the Gundam wing years. And this is coming from the Anime News Network. The Gundam Sea Destiny HD Remaster Blu-rays are going to have English subtitles. Eat that, Chris. You didn't believe. You did not believe. <laughs> and uh, how much are they going to cost? Oh well, this is oh they're they're so 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 inexpensive. Uh, the first box set contains episodes one through twelve, which probably is what the you only want. box set worth buying because it's <laughs> the only good part of the show. And then, and then, from, uh, episode Impulse 13. versus freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that one's going to be released on June twenty first of this year, and that limited edition box set is going to sell for the low low price of twenty one thousand yen, which is uh, two hundred twenty seven dollars US. But you, you know what would be the best. Destiny remaster. Mm. Okay, you take the first twelve episodes, mm-hmm. and then episode thirteen, you make that the uh, impulse versus freedom episode. Okay, and then that's the end of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, best thirteen episode Gundam TV series ever. Ever, yeah. Then then, then you could just uh, then you could just package it as an OBA. Like, yeah. You know, what, what what's the one that people always think was thirteen episodes? Was that um, MS o- team? O- yeah. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> but in, in this limited box set, you're going to have a special booklet. Ooh. Uh, an audio commentary, clean opening sequence, promotional videos, a disc jacket, and a storage box designed by Hiroshiki Hirai and Satoshi Shigeta. So, yeah. And then the standard edition is <laughs> not going to have any of that stuff, and that's going to be for the even lower price of 18,900 yen, which is Ooh. about two. $204 US. So for, for $23 more, you could get all that crap. So either way, you're getting screwed. But, um, and then the following uh, box sets are going to be released on these days September 25th, December 25th, ooh, Christmas, and March 26th. So definitely uh, mark the calendars for that. Yes, bloody <laughs> Christmas. And I could, I could just hear, I could hear the cries of joy. Uh, being screamed out from the, uh, I guess, from the plain states where, uh, where old Jabman, the defender of destiny, <laughs> makes his home. Straight he's, out of St. Louis. He's going, yes, I knew it. Chris and Neil can suck it. They were wrong. This is going to be it. Gundam is bigger than ever. Yes. English subs on a, on a Japanese Blu-ray. Yes. He, he, says this, he says this all from the top of the arch. 
Yes. We are the fans, and they listen to us. They listen to our pleads. I tweeted a hashtag. I tweeted hashtag release. Hashtag release. <laughs> hashtag defend. Oh, whatever it might be. Oh my God. Noir for your submission, and thank you all of you Gundam Seat Destiny fans for being there and being vocal enough to get this brought to with English subs. Yes. And, and, uh, Chris, do you have anything to say? Like you were wrong? Because you were. You were wrong. <laughs> what can I do to repent? <laughs> you must buy each one of these box sets, and not just the first box sets that has episodes one through twelve. You gotta go. You gotta suffer through the wedding scene, the wedding crashers, Berlin. <laughs> I'm not. Beer. I'm not. I'm not that repentive. <laughs> <laughs> the Beer Kimple episode and the countless and countless uh, clip show episodes. <laughs> so. I wonder if they'll edit those out because it's like, wait, I, I saw this in the first box set. Why am I well, saying they, this? They did remove the clip shows for um, mm. for the original seeds, so maybe they'll uh, do the same here and just combine the little new footage that's in those clip shows with other episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. And thank you, Gundam Seed Destiny fans. And uh, next one here. <clears throat> Uh, this comes from Rodimus76, and this is uh, Robo-Apocalypse News. And, oh, God, this is bad. It's from coming from the Geek Logie website. There's uh, Now they have this big dog. It's called the Robotic Big Dog. It has a brick-throwing head. This is Ooh. how they try to kill us. Jesus. I, I think they saw Battlestar Galactica and, like, Here, we're going to go for the head. We saw the Admiral do it, so we're going to do it to them. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for keeping me up at night with your, uh, with your things there. But remember, we will defeat the robot. But uh, next one here <clears throat> comes from Mechton GM. And uh, this is not as big as that Gundam Seat Destiny Blu-ray news. This is, uh, this is just, it's just original mobile suit. Why would you want a Blu-ray master of that? I mean, damn. Not that. Not <laughs> Destiny. I, I mean, want to see the quest for salt in HD. <laughs> we need salt. We need salt. Yes. And this or, is... or, or I need to see the Gundam getting down on all fours in HD, but not for America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Captain Corletto's Island or something? I forget what that was. What, what sure, was that's that? it exactly. Something awful. Well, if you get this, and that's a good segue, because the remaster of Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 is going to be released in summer of 2013. And Bandai has finished all the 43 episodes being converted into Blu-ray. So um, if you're able to buy this in the Japanese format, you'll get that uh, great that great episode. <laughs> so good that the Japanese were like, we can't release this to the, to the Western world. They're not ready for it yet. <laughs> They're not ready to see the Gundam be a bitch. <laughs> They're not ready to see Optimus look like he's at a domination, uh, uh, a dominatrix. Uh, damn, damn. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's going to be released uh, in Blu-ray this summer. And uh, it's the, bo- the box sets are going to be reminiscent of the one that was uh, some of the stuff that they put in the 08th MS team. So uh, no details yet, but I will definitely keep you posted on that because that's, that's, that's good news. Good news. Thank you, Mr. G- uh, Mechton GM. Hmm. Next one here is Rodimus76 again. This guy, I think he wants a job. I think he wants Well, he to- ain't getting one. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, wow, uh, Dolo pestered them enough that he got something on that he got included oh, now. Oh, what? <laughs> I don't great. pay you to sit on your butt, Parker. Give me those photos of Spider-Man. Yeah, sir. <laughs> why, why is, why is Spider-Man? Why are you still he, here? He's a menace. He's a menace to the world. He's a menace to the city. Why are you still here, Parker? Uh, well, I want to. <laughs> uh, you, you, you do it for the love, not for the money. Okay. Um, this is good exposure for you. <laughs> <laughs> This one comes from Rodimus76, and this is from nukedafridge.com. And it's gonna, this is gonna be amazing. Christopher Nolan, I think you guys have heard of him. He's mm-hmm. done movies. Some of them have been good, some have been, you know, okay and stuff like that. But I guess it looks like he might be taking over the Justice League franchise or, or you know, the, 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 the hope of a Justice League franchise here. So it uh, uh, looks like he's getting, being attached to that. So, uh, guys. Your thoughts on Christopher Nolan Justice League movie? Um, are you excited? I, I'm I'm good with it. I, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, I, I I'm used to him doing noirish type films, so it's I don't know. How, I, I honestly don't know how, what he's going to apply to this. With Aquaman, you do not think you can do an Aquaman noir movie? <laughs> I'm I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's 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 going to be pretty tough to do that, but um. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I hope for the best. I, I don't, I, but I, I have a lot of faith in Nolan, so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, he'll be able to do work wonders with this, like he did with Batman. Chris, you've, uh, you've, you've said you've liked uh, some of the things this guy has done. What, what are your thoughts? You know, I don't think there's any doubt that on this podcast, I'm the biggest fan of his movies because I am a huge fan of his movies, and you can hear me uh, babble on about them on Chaos Theater with Pedro. Mm-hmm. Did a whole episode about his movies, but uh, I don't know that he's the right guy for this because while he did a good enough job with Batman, you know, he did a very realistic take on Batman that fits his noir sensibilities. So outside of putting Batman through that lens, I don't know how much of a comic book guy that he is. He never has seemed to have been much of a comic book guy. I could be wrong. So that's why I was also a little like undecided about him producing Man of Steel because that just doesn't seem like something up his alley. So obviously Warner Brothers wants his name attached to all these things because he's brought them tons and tons of money. Yeah. But from a comic perspective, I don't know how good this is. I mean, you look at someone like Joss Whedon, very obvious comic book guy. Hmm. Christopher Nolan, not so much. I mean, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed that he's directing it, right? He's just involved with the. He's, with the he's project, just a, right? he's just an overseer, the way Joss yeah. Whedon is. He he is not, uh, from what I've read, uh, directing or anything this Justice yeah. League movie. Because he didn't direct Man of Steel, but he did oversee the project. So um, I'm assuming that that might be the same kind of role that he may have on the Justice League project too. Hopefully, he can find the director and the right writer and, and make it all fit in the end. But, well, um, here's here's my suggestion about who I think would be a better person to run all of these DC movies mm-hmm. and Label. yes but no. <laughs> or, or, or who's the guy what, what Paul whatever Anderson the guy that does all the those great Resident Evil movies okay oh, here's oh. here's my suggestion because oh, yes. this guy is considerably cheaper than Chris Nolan I would imagine yeah and number two he already works for you and his name is Bruce Tim yes yes Bruce. But he had to make a transition into live action. Has he ever directed anything live before? I'm not talking about him directing. I'm talking about oh. him being the overseer of yeah. the films. You're right. You're right. Bruce Tim and, and hopefully get uh, Paul Dini on as some kind of consultant, although he's involved with Marvel right now. Doesn't matter. These guys go jumping back and forth between yeah. both. So That is true. That's true. But yes, Bruce Tim. He knows DC. 
and he's certainly going to be cheaper than Chris Nolan. Just get mm-hmm. this guy. Let him do it all. Let him oversee stuff. Let him produce. I mean, just look at Batman, the animated series, or Mask of the Phantasm, or any of the uh, DC animated movies like Dark Knight Returns most recently, or Under the Red Hood. He's done fantastic work mm-hmm. getting all these movies out there, so just let him do them. That's oh, it. The, oh, the Dark Knight Returns, or uh, uh, sorry, uh, Young Justice even. I just started watching that show, and that show's phenomenal. Well, don't get too used to it. I know. So Chris. I, I already know. <laughs> I, I just, before we move on, I take it you did not, when you immediately saw this headline, you did not immediately just go to Twitter and Facebook and say, yes, the world now is going to know the greatness of the Justice League and, and automatically make this movie the best movie ever made about the Justice League. You did not do this, I take it. <laughs> no, because I'm not really a big DC person outside of Batman. How dare you? I'm I'm the DC guy here, <laughs> and, and even I'm 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 questioning certain I things about this. I uh, can't wait for the Aquaman movie. Yes, Aquaman's <laughs> crying as as he walks by a restaurant where PC and people eat salmon <laughs> at, a, at a at a cafe. He cries like that, you know, that classic movie of the Indian crying with the littering. He's just, just sitting there watching people eat salmon and tilapia. No, it's, it. it's, it's, it's a Japanese restaurant where they're eating shark oh, soup. Oh, my gosh. And, and then some other guy, like, down the counter is eating, like, whale sushi. Oh, there you go. I was just about to say that. Whale sushi and then <laughs> lobster. And, oh, my God. This is just, ah. But thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. And thank you, Christopher Nolan, for being in this article and thank you chris for your thoughts and thank you Solbro, for your thoughts on this next one here oh it's gonna bring this us. news doesn't seem quite right are, are you are you sure you're yourself or are you a scroll no i'm not i'm 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 completely me i just have a I just have a, maybe just, maybe you're a cylon no i am not i just have a little bit of a high test yeah. in me so i'm <laughs> it's, can, you, can you videotape yourself having sex with somebody so we can see if your spine turns red <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> okay, I'll get that. I'll I'll do that right away. Okay. But this is this is some depressing news, and this comes from the Bloody Night, and this comes from the Anime News Network, and the Gundam Age Memory of Eden OVA is going to have an extra hour of new footage. Yay, yay, yay! And this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna be shipped on uh, Gen- July 26th of this year on Blu-ray and DVD. And, uh, oh, it's going to focus on the characters Asamu and uh, Z-Heart. Ooh, wow, this is amazing. Uh, guys, any, any, uh, any, uh, any other thoughts besides utter disgust and the fact that we're going to have to watch this crap? <laughs> <laughs> we can't escape the age universe. <laughs> uh, at least if, as long as it's got the writers from the first third of the series, I'm good. Unless they wrote the rest of it, then, um, then, we're, then we are effed. <laughs> I just, the first third are the same ones who did the second and third half. Say it ain't so, man. Say it yeah. ain't so. Yeah. Damn so uh, enjoy that. Oh, man. Thank you, Mr. Bloody Knight, for depressing our day. And uh, next one here comes from Rodimus76. I'm not going to go in there, but he's got a link for the final Iron Man 3 trailer. So uh, definitely uh, check that out. Oh, and another other depressing news. Um, Hunter Slasher 13 has... Um, uh, <clears throat> has a link here from Crunchyroll, and ooh, there's going to be a new Marvel and Madhouse anime of Iron Man: Rise of the Technovar. Right and, on. Uh, <laughs> right on. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> that, that that first Iron Man anime was so good. So uh, can't, can't, <laughs> can't, can't wait for this one. So uh, oh, 
Oh, Mark shit. your calendars. Uh, Blu-ray and DVD release in North America, April 16, 2013, and, and on the 24th in Japan. So, uh, Chris, uh, put, that in your, uh, put that in your calendar now because I know you're a big Iron Man anime fan. So, uh, oh, I've, I've already got it marked in uh, Google Calendar. Mm, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, uh, and last one here, and this is some good news. And uh, Rodimus seventy six, he 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 knows what he's doing here. Uh, he's got some uh, he's got some machete kill news. Oh, and uh, just like Sir Bay news, anytime we have anything dealing with machete, uh, you can post it to the Neos listeners of the news articles uh, thread. Oh yes, and in oh this my. one, all all I got to say is Aphrodite. A. <laughs> all, 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 all I gotta say is Desdemona. What? So, yeah. so she's biting off a man. Sexy ass Sofia Vergara from uh, Modern Family is going to play this chick named Desdemona who shoots from her boobs. Yes, that's some wild stuff. I'm already bought my ticket. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is gonna be amazing. Oh, this is. A, and then the movie is going to be ticket, released. Do you mean uh, information packet downloaded through BitTorrent? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Possibly. And, Possibly. And it's also going to have, uh, in this, it's going to have um, her. And so, of course, Danny Trejo re, uh, returns as freaking a Mexican Superman himself, Machete. Damn right. And, 100% less Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yes. amen to that. Yes, but you get uh, Amber Heard in this one. She replaces it. Uh, Jessica Alba's returning. Wow, it's got a freaking list on here. Michelle Rodriguez is back. Charlie Sheen, Lady Gaga, Antonio Banderas. Uh, Demon Bitcher, Bitch, Bitchor, Bitchor, mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Vega, Vanessa Huggins, ooh, Cuban Gooding Jr. Wow, he found oh. work. Oh, uh, shit. W- William Sadler. Thought he was cleaning toilets. <laughs> and <laughs> this is funny because I'm wondering what part he's going to play. Mel Gibson. Hmm. I wonder if he's. <laughs> I wonder if his character's. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. So uh, he's the Pope. He's the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Ger- German or, or, or new pope yet to be named? So uh, Whichever. Yeah, there you go. It'd be, but, the, ra- um, it'd be the racist, sexist villain. <laughs> there you go. So uh, Play to his strengths. But thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. And uh, yeah, so September 15th is going to be a good day when uh, we get more Machete. And, of course, the, the trilogy will be completed when Machete Kills Again is released, probably year or two after this so yes. keep them coming so uh <laughs> thank you everyone for uh, your submissions and like always you can go to the neos listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the mecha talk forum and uh, i'm going to turn this over to Solbro for some uh hopers and dreamers stuff that's going to well, be crushed I think he's well, going to be the the, uh, the hope uh, crusher this time. I'll yes. be I'll be I'll be crushing it because we uh, time is tight this episode, so we got to hold off on doing any hopes and dreams for the time being. But Man. don't worry, we'll 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 get it in next episode, and uh, I'll, I'll, they, I'll get it in next episode. Oh, hope somebody will. And <laughs> and um, I thank you guys for keep uh, keep up the submissions, and uh, we'll we'll get we'll get that we'll get to it next episode. And uh, back to you, Neo. All right. Well, man. Talk about the ultimate hope and dream crushing. <laughs> Nobody's going to have their dreams and uh, hopes uh, heard or crushed by Chris. So, uh, all right. Well, well con- uh, consider this. The fact that they don't even get to have their hopes and dreams crushed by me in itself is a crushing of their hopes and dreams. Oh, man. What, what, I <laughs> see your point. I see your point. We, now we're getting existential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
So, um, all right. Well, anything else uh, before we move on to our first segment, which is Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome? Let's do it, man. Let's go kill some toasters. There you go. All right. Well, we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is not that podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. I can't believe Game & Morpher gave Gears of War 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? Please fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcast where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop and second opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. I know you. And I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You well, I got brewing right, you tell me! You done lost your dumb damn mind. everyone welcome back uh, to this is our first segment uh, and we're going to be discussing the recent re released on blu-ray and previously to that on youtube uh webis webisodes i guess there's 
I think about eight, nine, or ten of them in total. And it's the return to the Battlestar Galactica universe with uh, Blood and Chrome. Just a quick synopsis of this. It's probably about an hour and a half long. Uh, it talks about um, uh, a newly a newly graduated uh, William Adama being assigned to the Battlestar Galactica during uh, the Cylon War and um, in how he is assigned. And then what was supposed to be a quick and easy trip in a Raptor ends up being a Black Ops uh, mission and uh, how he has to deliver some uh, crazy female scientist to some area to help um, this this team that was this black ops team that was positioned in there uh, previously to help uh, find some way to turn the tide of the war, which uh, is not going too well. So uh, to be honest, uh, my synopsis is quite short. That's about the extent of the story. So um, <laughs> um, I, I, th- I think I'll begin with uh, Solbro. Solbro, uh, just uh, some some of your thoughts of uh, Bloody Crow. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I was warned that this was kind of uh, lackluster when I um, before I got into watching it. Um, with that said, I-, I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of people said. Um, you know, just watching it, you know, I knew it was going to be a little backstory about a, a rookie uh, uh, Lieutenant Odama and um, you know seeing him do his his own what's that what's that maneuver in um, in Star Trek where uh, Captain Kirk does a I forget what it's called the damn maneuver where he eats the apple. Uh, um, he has his own little uh, maneuver moment as well. Uh, in, 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 in Maru? The, the Kobayashi Maru. Thank you. Thank you. God, I'm blanking. Um, he has his little... Uh, Adama has his own little uh, Kobayashi Maru moment at the beginning of the uh, of the of the series when he's in the simulator and he uh, takes some unorthodox steps to uh, shoot down some Cylons and he ejects his own, um, his own cockpit cover in order to do that and exposes himself to radiation. But you find out it's a simulation. You know, you get the you get the idea real quick that he's a rash uh, guy, but um, he's also a talented pilot at the same time. So you have that blend. Um, I, I know in Battlestar Galactica we got a little bit of insight when he was uh, a, a young man as well, and I wonder if uh, this series actually took inspiration from that because I remember vaguely a scene where he was he beat to death a Cylon, I believe, um, and it was in a very cold and snowy place because in, in this in this mini movie series. Uh, they go to a, a planet that's akin to, let's say, Hoth from Star Wars. And uh, <laughs> they go there and they encounter Cylons. And um, he has a scene where he beats a Cylon to death um, as well in order to, uh, to to save himself from getting killed. Um, but uh, I, I guess overall, the series I thought was enjoyable. I'm trying to think of uh, some scenes. I, I like the, the special effects a lot. Um, I saw a lot of blends flare, which I know you guys are going to talk about somewhere along the way. I guess the whoever directed this uh, took a lot of pointers from J.J. Abrams' <laughs> visual team because there's a shit ton of lens flare in this. But I just I just like seeing Adama get ribbed uh, throughout the whole series, and um and and for him, you know, he wants to be a, a Viper pilot, but he's forced to fly a Raptor and uh, take his lumps when they go on this super secret mission that they all find out at the at the time they um, embark upon it. Um, the other character, what was his name? His name was Coker. Coker, that's it. Um, I enjoyed his character a lot. I thought his character was, um, you know, someone who uh, I guess represented the audience, and he was really reluctant on doing the shit that he did, the, that they engaged in. To me, he seemed like uh, the old timer that you know would, which he should have said, "I'm too old for this shit." Throughout the whole episode, but you know, he didn't. 
I guess he didn't have to say it because <laughs> he was just tired and disenfranchised from the war effort. But this uh, this series, I, I guess, tends to borrow a lot from the mythology that was established in um, uh, Caprica, the the TV show. They they touch upon a few things that were established in that show, and I know that uh, our our review of that show was less than uh, less than enjoyable, but. Uh, it was cool to see a little touches from there, and of course, some of the things we're going to get exposed to later in Battlestar Galactica. So it was nice to see that. It kind of works as a nice in-between. I thought they might have just scrapped the whole Capricorn uh, uh, mythology altogether since that series was a failure, but it looks like they decided to, to, to take the best of that and run with it, which was pretty cool. But um, overall, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad deal. It's just it's not as good as it's... Uh, its main series and um i'll pass it back to uh neo to uh to i'll give the mic back to neo all right well uh <laughs> chris uh some of your thoughts i i know you couldn't stop talking about this after you saw it so uh that definitely enlight the folks out there of of uh of your love of blood and chrome it stinks uh, <laughs> but no no it, it really does this time it, it stinks damn <laughs> this I, silver i don't know what you watched but i watched a generic cliche filled piece of crap it was cliche filled i'm not going front <laughs> and i was heavily disappointed because it was written by four writers from the tv series mm-hmm two of which previously worked on DS9 before that, so Ooh. that just makes it doubly disappointing. Damn. So you just watch this thing, and we'll even get into the production values later, but you, you just watch the story. Okay, so let's run through this list of uh, cliches. Hot shot um, rookie ace thinks he's the shit and wants to go out and shoot stuff because he thinks war is glorious. Right. Check. Uh, encounters uh, war-weary guy who is um <clears throat> scarred by having seen the horrors of real battle check mysterious sexy woman check <laughs> regular mission that doesn't go as planned check guy hears that uh he has a kid and then immediately dies check oh yeah <laughs> um left alone on alien world check mm-hmm. meet crazy psycho guy check <laughs> Completely obvious betrayal coming from a mile away. Check. Mm-hmm. So the thing that struck me the most about this movie is I don't even see why this is a movie about Adama because there is nothing about this character and nothing that happens to him that gives you any hint of the man that he's going to become. Yeah. This could have been generic Jet Jockey X and the movie still would have been just as crappy. Like, aside from these references of, oh, uh, you know, your, your dad's a lawyer, and uh, what, a uh, halatha? You know, he's <laughs> like, oh, what's my background got to do with it? Blah, 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 blah. Aside from those random references to Caprica, mm-hmm. and him picking up the nickname, the, the call sign Husker, what makes this character William Adama? His name badge. <laughs> aside from those obvious things. Like, mm. what what traits about him, what experiences about him in this movie make him William Adama. Because mm, they exactly. told us no. he's William Adama. <laughs> Why are you forcing these questions on me, Chris? <laughs> Can't answer so, this. yeah, I mean, there were some interesting concepts like this idea of this ghost fleet that is publicly acknowledged as being all these ships have been destroyed and all of these soldiers are dead, but they're secretly 
gathering deep in Cylon space to strike at the Cylon. That's a really neat idea mm-hmm. that's instantly uh, tossed aside. Yeah. And possibly the like the most exciting part of this whole movie was the atmospheric battle because you don't get to see too much of those in the TV show. And that was pretty neat. Everything else is just completely cliched garbage. And then on top of that, it is so cheap looking. Oh, damn. Like, I know that they did not reassemble any of the sets of the Galactica mm-hmm. because what they did was before they tore down the sets from the TV show, they took HD photos of them and then mapped those and made CG backgrounds. So you can so obviously tell in the scenes on the Galactica in the hangar that it's a character standing in front of a green screen because it just looks so fake. There's no depth to it. And it looks really cheap. And, you know, originally this was a webisode, then a backdoor pilot for a TV show, and then it was busted down a webisode again. Mm -hmm. So if I were, like, a sci-fi exec watching this and evaluating this to be a TV show, I'd be like, eh, let's let's not. Let's just uh, (laughs) get the webisode crap and be done with it, because this is some shit right here. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, one of of the first times that a sci-fi exec said no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, mu- that must have been a new that must have been a new thing for people to hear Usually meanwhile uh in the next video is like hey we got um you know P- piranosaur coming up next uh, oh yeah you want to prove that movie yeah do it uh, let's or, do piranosaur or, versus uh lizard actal that's 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 a good one lizard actal <laughs> coming up soon <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna follow that with uh, C list celebrity ghost hunters. There you, know? you go. We're gonna <laughs> take. Maybe I just gave them some ideas. So hey, sci-fi. If you make lizard actal, I want a cut of that. I mean, you guys are already sci-fi execs from the sound of it. <laughs> yeah. So Chris, uh, any anything else before uh, I move into my uh, my thoughts? It's garbage. Although I said that already. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'd. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, listening to Soul Bro, I, I was didn't know what he was watching either because uh, <laughs> it is. I think Chris really summed it up where you can have it where it's Jet Jockey X and it just doesn't. Um, it, it could be anybody, and uh, you know it, it's just it's just obvious that they're trying to grab something with um, you know the the lingering the lingering feelings of Battlestar Galactica. Well, if we put a Dama in this, then it'll definitely have people wanting to watch it, and uh, you know I. I pretty much got a i'm kind of in line with everything that chris said like you said um there's it's not all bad there's really some cool aspects in it i I think i I, i'm with you the the ghost fleet angle was just cool i think uh, that right there i mean if they were going to go with something like that that that's a great like story arc uh to begin a uh a a tv show with and uh, i i think it's i think that that was a really cool thing and just as just when you get into it next thing you know it's gone um yeah, I mean, it, um, out, outside of the, the cheap production, just, just the bad story writing and just the predictability of it is just, uh, it's just awful. I mean, it, it, it um, you know, it's, it, it's, after, after I watched it, I was just like, eh. Like, it was just kind of, I don't hate it. I don't think it's as bad as Caprica, which mm-hmm. is abomination. But D- it's, damn. <laughs> just, it's just whatever. And, uh, you, you know, um, if you're going to do a story like this, why even put uh, William Adama in it? Because in the end, you know that he's going to live. 
Mm-hmm. So there's there's no you know there's no uh, there's no risk of like oh man is he going to make it out of this? So if at least if it was Jet Jockey X, you could sit there and say well. You know, I'm wondering if he's going to get out of it. I mean, they even they even tease you with Coker. You're like, oh, he's got to be done, but nope, he shows back up. So it's just like it, 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 it's a mess. I mean, it's um and and then finding out that it had original writers on the uh, on the <laughs> reimagined show is like that that makes it even doubly disappointing because at least you could sit there and say, oh, they brought in some cheap writers or some writers that didn't know what they were doing or or, or didn't write on this before. But the fact that you had people that wrote on this and wrote on Deep Space Nine is uh, very disappointing, and I, I can, you can definitely see why um, that uh, Sci-Fi passed on it, and you can see why that it's had this weird release schedule because what is it? It, it was originally announced as what a pilot, and then then a movie, then it became a web series, or I, I don't even remember how it, how it all went, but I, I know there's been so many different format changes uh, that were discussed about it. A year or so prior to it being released, and uh, you, you can definitely see why uh, that was the case. Because uh, I think they were just trying to see if um, they could recoup any cost uh, that were spent on this thing. So, um, uh, but all right, uh, Solbro, uh, your 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 rating and, and some final thoughts and uh, any any additional comments that you may have about Blood and Chrome. Well, I mean, I, I like I said, I was prepped for the worst when I when I turned in to watch this, and uh, I found that it wasn't as bad as I I thought it would be. Is it cliche? Hell, yes, it is. <laughs> it's very cliche. Um, that it, it, is it is it uh shocking? Is anything in there new? And um, is it predictable? Yeah, it is. Um, and you know that of course Adama is gonna live, so there's a bonus of that. Um, because you know it's a prequel. Um, at the end of the day, if I was to give it a rating, I'd probably give it. Uh, I'm torn between, you know what? I'll, I'll give it two, uh, two, uh, two beaten to death Cylons out of five. You know, your your rather upbeat assessment does not match that score. Okay, two and a half, two and a <laughs> half. Be- there you go, there you go. I, you know, it's fair if I give it right down the middle because that's exactly how I played. <laughs> I, 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 I just thought by by the way you were talking, Solbro about trying it. to be the the space Switzerland. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, they weren't attacked during the Cylon War. <laughs> Chris, uh, your rating, some final thoughts, uh, hopes and dreams of maybe a Blood and Chrome sequel? No, definitely not. Okay. Um, further complaints of mine. Oh. I definitely agree with you that the fact that it's Adama robs this of any dramatic tension because no matter what, you know he's going to survive. Yep. Yeah. There is no situation he will ever end up in where... You wonder, geez, is he going to make it or not? No, because he's the Admiral. Yeah. And another thing, I haven't mm-hmm. seen the TV series in quite a while, mm-hmm. but doesn't this kind of rub up wrong against some of the stuff that was in Razor? I think so. And uh, didn't that depict young Adama on like one of his very first missions on the yeah. last day of the war? It was his first mission on the last day of the war, yeah. Wow. And That's- this obviously is not... Yeah, his first mission. So that th- that's a it's a retcon. Then that's terrible. I yeah. I, I didn't realize that was his first mission. I remember a flashback, but I didn't realize it was um. One yeah, because he was he was mission. like a rookie, and that was supposed. If I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, that was like his first mission or one of his very first missions. And there's no indication in this movie that these two things are related at all. Oh. So that that's kind of weird. Another thing, um, they constantly make mention in uh, this movie of like, oh, 
you know, the, the war is not going as well as the government wants you to think it is and blah, blah, blah. And we find out, you know, all of these supposed heroes, it's all just made of propaganda. Right. And it just seems to me like such a stupid point because if the war has been going on for 10 years, of course it's not going well. <laughs> yeah. That's a good if point. If it was going well, it would be over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would have taken less than 10 years. So, like, how stupid is the population to think, like, oh, yeah, we're kicking real ass in the 10th year of this war with these killer machines? <laughs> that that we, we institute, what was it, a minimum three tours that they had or something like that? Two tours. Mandatory, yeah. So That's like then, someone saying now, like, oh, yeah, everything's just going crackerjack in Afghanistan. Sure thing. Oh, yeah, it's only been 10 years. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like no, we could even even in those cases in Iraq and Afghanistan, we could tell pretty quickly that no things were not going well. So how dumb are these colonials? They're like, oh yeah, everything's going great. You know this, you know Captain Joe Schmo, he's killing all these toasters. Yeah, you're a hero. <laughs> and, and what makes it what makes that even crazier is the fact that Adama comes in with this like blind idealism of how this war is going. It's like he graduated from the academy. Usually the people that are teaching these kids are probably at this point would be uh, wounded veterans of the war and I think after all, you know, of course they're going to tow the company line to get people to go through, but you know, not only that, but you think hurts. his his dad being like a mob yeah. lawyer with a shady background would tell him like, "Hey, uh, don't be so naive about stuff, son. Yeah, don't listen to every, don't believe everything you hear about, you know, robots and stuff. Believe me, <laughs> I know, I know a thing or two about this, son." <laughs> oh, well, one of the opening scene, they show Caprica City like in ruins and with a base star hovering above it. So it's like, it, I mean, that's. That's basically like their New York City or equivalent to New York City or Washington, D.C. for us. So it's like if 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 uh, if Washington, D.C. was in ruins, we would sit there and say, hmm, maybe this war isn't going the way it's supposed to be going. So, yeah, they're it, saying on the news vids that it's going well. So it must be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anything so that, that that annoys me. And um, let's see. Is there anything else that jumps out at me? Um, everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything about, jumps out at me. So, what about the oh, what, one last thing that the only thing that was kind of neat at the very end when uh, this uh, freaking woman got killed mm-hmm. that she got killed by a prototype skin job. And did you notice whose voice it was? Yeah, Trisha Helfer. Yep. Yeah. So, that's kind of a little neat to see that, um, you know, since this is 50 or so years in advance of the TV show, obviously their skin jobs are not perfected. So, yeah. It's a very early attempt. That's kind of neat that it had uh, Six's voice. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else, Chris? No, and uh, for my rating, I would give this uh, one and a half out of five proto skin jobs. There you go. Yeah, I guess so my my closing thoughts. Um, I think this probably closes the door on anything uh, related to Battlestar Galactica for a while because you have two failed things that have happened. And I think probably one of the biggest things that uh, made it fail was, um, you know, as badass as the Admiral is, I don't you don't have to tie everything back to his family uh, prior. Like they're the. What you mean, like Robotech? I like Robotech. <laughs> I mean, basically, they're making they're making Admiral Adama into Admiral Hunter. Oh, <laughs> or, 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 or the Grants, or the Grants. Yeah, everything goes back to them, and it's just like you know, okay, there's there's twelve colonies, twelve planets. Um, you know, there, there chances are there's so many other stories that we, so many other different people that could be involved in this. Uh, we don't have to have. Um, you know, the Adamas in it all the time. So, uh, yeah, that was um, 
that was disappointing. And like I said, there was a lot of other cool stuff in there that they could have used that would have made a, a hell of a lot better uh, movie or, 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 or pilot. I think doing the Ghost Fleet thing would have been, that would have been a really cool arc to begin a show with. And uh, especially with this war, I mean, we heard about how bad it was in the original TV show. You know, it talked about how bad it was. And, um, you know, you, d you definitely want to see what was going on there. So, um, but <clears throat> for, uh, for my, uh, my rating, I would give it um, uh, one shower scene out of five. There you go. <laughs> That was a steam shower in uh, at that. Steam shower, yes. <laughs> steam shower with uh, a random serving of side boob. Yes, a random. Yep. <laughs> so, um, guys, anything? Hey, uh, here's something else I want to know. What's that? This is the past. How come there were no mustaches? That is Oh, good. wow. That is a very good point. <laughs> so when, when Adama was in the past, a mustache was had. So <laughs> Mustache and bad wigs. <laughs> Bad toupees. <laughs> and why couldn't there have been like some like young cranky drunk that he trips over like Atlantica is like, get out of my way. It's like, what? What's your big deal? I'm I'm salt high. I'm a drunk. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and, in fifty years, I'll I'll be a Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, um, <laughs> that would have had like some slutty blot on his arm, and it's his, his future wife. And it's like, fateful <laughs> encounter. <laughs> 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 this all happened before. It'll happen again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> definitely. This, we were... It just hit me now. Like, where are all the mustaches? Mm -hmm. There are that no is... mustaches. No, you're, you're right. I mean, even, even the women need mustaches. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. even the Cylons need mustaches. Nice. <laughs> nice. How, how funny would that be? A Cylon with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, anything else before we conclude uh, Blood and Chrome, the latest entry and probably last for a while of the Battlestar Galactica universe? Don't don't watch it. Oh, I, I got to say that uh, it's um, uh, other than that, uh, I, 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 I think it's OK. But um, if, if you want to get exposed to anything Battlestar Galactica and you haven't yet, don't use this as a way to get in. Please don't <laughs> watch, watch the watch the reimagined series on netflix and there you go stop in the uh, second hour of the uh, finale <laughs> oh damn it and don't bother with caprica <laughs> don't bother with caprica <laughs> don't bother with this and yeah yeah you're, you're that, and then go watch ds9 definitely watch the razor in the plan though definitely watch that those, too but. so all right well um that is our thoughts and reviews of uh, Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome. We'll be back. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theatre. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. I thought they smelled bad on the outside on upcoming superhero movies. Scott, I'm going to punch you in the face. Why? (laughs) Because there is another movie that we must discuss. Oh, what's that? Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel. Okay. Did someone say that? Here's my thoughts on Man of Steel. It's Zack Snyder directing Kryptonian on Kryptonian violence. And as much as I'm annoyed that they're recycling a Superman villain we've already seen on screen, and that there are plenty of Superman villains we could talk about... But he was the best Superman villain. This is going to be the best Dragon Ball Z movie ever. (laughs) I have no frame of reference for for Dragon Ball Z. Please check our website at Suddenly, there was a terrible roar all around us, and the sky was full of what looked like huge bats, all swooping and screeching and diving around the car. And a voice was screaming, Holy, Holy Jesus, Jesus, where are these guns? Damn to Gundam at MHQ. This is Chris, and we're going to jump into our second segment, which is an extended mailbag. We have a lot to catch up on through uh, various mishaps and time constraints, but I do have a special note beforehand. I know I've said this before, but it really, really, really needs to be emphasized. Please try to keep your questions brief and within reason. I don't really like singling out particular people, but in this case, it's an example that's so egregious that it has to be done, so apologies in advance, but we have um, a question from listener west to best which we're not going to answer, that asks, um, if, Gun- if Gundam became a feature-length movie called Gundam MHQ the movie, would you blank? And it has 29 sub-questions. Ooh. 29 sub-questions. God. <laughs> Again, for the third time of emphasis, 29 sub questions. So it should be obvious, but I need to make the point here that it's, this is really abusive and unfair. It's abusive to us, the hosts, to expect us to spend all this time answering all of this. And it's also unfair to all the other listeners because guess what? If we actually were crazy enough to answer a 29-part question, what does that mean? It means we don't have any time to get to anybody else's questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to ask us a fun, silly question, haha, Gundam the movie, sure. But don't ask us something that's so granular with so much ridiculous detail of who should the director be, who should the writer, the actors, the studio, the, the rating, you know, the composer. I mean, that's just... 
ridiculous, ridiculous level of specificity that is not needed. So, people, please, we don't have all freaking day to answer your damn questions and <laughs> keep them short. And again, the same thing applies to the voicemails. Think of your question first. Try to pare it down to just the most essential things. Don't spend three or four paragraphs introductory, you know, leading up to the question. Just ask the damn question and be done with it. And I don't mean to sound so rude about it, but I've said this multiple times over, I don't know how many freaking episodes and people just don't get the point. So... And this is now speaking in general, not to anyone specific. So please, just be brief with your questions. Try to have them make sense. And don't go into something that's so ridiculously long that has 29 parts. So with that rant out of the way, we're going to move into our first of many questions. It comes from Sakura Angel, who says, Hey guys, here I'm making your life impossible with my horrendous questions. But first... (laughs) Little mistakes of many by Neo during the first segment of episode 114. The joke everybody knows about DBZ is the many deaths of Krillin. You'll be surprised to know that he only dies twice. Number one, in the beginning of the King Piccolo Daimao, and two, by Freezer, not Vegeta. So, there you go, Neo. Wrong again. I'm wrong. (laughs) Alright. As for his questions, number one, let's say you had a dream where you're the main protagonist in a mecha anime. What suit will you pilot from any mecha? Who will be your rival? Who will be your love interest? What mecha will you pilot as a mid-series upgrade? By the way, turn A and turn X are banned. Now, I have a feeling that we've answered this question before. Oh, yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah. So we're going to move on. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Because we've been asked a zillion times, like, oh, what would you pilot? What would your team be? People, stop sending us this, please. These, These are... Again, silly questions occasionally are fun, but there's a certain line where silly and amusing just becomes stupid. And this is not to attack Sakura Angel, but guys, try to throw us a little something more substantive here. Right on. Uh, number two, in the first segment of episode 114, Chris was missing, so here's the question. What franchises will you combine creating wacky or serious new series? I have no idea what this is in reference to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we we talked about um, combining uh, like two different shows, um, a, a lot of them mech related, to uh, to make for a uh, uh, just a, just to make for a weird crossover, I suppose. And uh, we we went on the tangent about it. It was an episode. Uh, it was uh, God, I forget what, what 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 we brought up, but that's pretty much the gist of it. Is just well, combining for the sake of getting through this and being weird. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna say cross Seinfeld with Gundam. There you there go. You go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is with the Xeon? They just won't give up. What is up with that? That's the spirit. <laughs> and they, they, they'd, they'd always be, uh, they'd always be in the uh, in the galley talking about salt. <laughs> yeah. What you? We just no, no, no. got some you, salt the last you, time. Newman would be a Xeon. Nice, <laughs> nice. Newman would be a Xeon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, human. Drop any colonies today? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. All right, next we have a couple of questions from Gundam420, who says, Number one, being the most expanded of the Gundam universes, which era of the Universal Century is your favorite as far as mobile suits go? Do you prefer the simple, grittier, one-year war pre-Zeta era suits, the transforming, crazy Zeta, ZZ, Sentinel era, or the smaller, sleeker, more outrageous F91 victory era? 
For me, my favorite is the Shards Counterattack slash Unicorn Era of Suits, as I feel it strikes a good balance between early and late UC as far as tech is concerned. Hmm. Well, I, I know I, right off the bat I could tell you I, I love transformable mecha, so the Zeta, the Zeta Era is definitely mine. All right, Neo? Yeah, I'd have to say probably Zeta, and I'm, I've always been those... Um, Equally intrigued, though, with the smaller suits. Not necessarily the goofy designs in, you know, uh, the Victory era, but just the fact that the suits are much smaller and how much of an advantage that brought out, I guess, uh, especially against a lot of the, the larger suits. So uh, pr- probably probably about equal with those Victory era, Zeta era suits. I like all eras of UC suits, but... My particular preference probably would just have to be the simpler, more stripped-down designs of a lot of the one-year war suits, with yeah. Zeta being a close second, mm-hmm. that, that whole era. Yeah. Number two, this question is for Neo. Seeing as yeah. how you're a big fan of the Strike Gundam, I was wondering what your thoughts are in regards to the Perfect Strike. Do you see it as something that should have been in seed in the first place before the HD remaster, or do you see it as a low-rent Destiny? Um, I, Yeah, I'd probably see it more of as like a low-rent Destiny, and, and no, I, it shouldn't have been in seed. I, I think what made the Strike Gundam so appealing was the fact that you had the different striker packs, and depending on how the fight played out, sometimes having that particular striker pack was a liability. And, uh, you know, we saw Kira and then later Moo a few times having to um, kind of improvise and, and using their piloting skills when they were with the wrong equipment. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a... I, it doesn't look bad. I mean, it kind of does because it's just a bunch of mishmash on there, but uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of it, and I don't think it should have been in the show. All right, and number three, this one is for Chris. Who is your favorite antagonist of The Walking Dead, and what evil mech can you see them piloting? It doesn't have to be from Gundam. It can be anything. Ha-ha. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Marl, because he's just the most uh, (laughs) awesome asshole redneck Mm -hmm. ever. So I would stick him. It's not an evil mech, but I would stick him in the Gundam Spiegel. Just just let him stab everything. (laughs) He can just... You can just be laughing it up the whole time with his racism and his sexism and, you know, just stabbing things all over the place. With his, his Heritage Not Hate bumper sticker on the back of it. Yeah, and the thing is, since, you know, he'd have to customize it, so he'd put, like, Confederate flags all over the Gundam Spiegel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> and if, if we were being, like, really honest... And uh, depicting him the way he probably really is, put a little white hood on that Gundam Spiegel. There you oh, go. There you go. There you go. It completely completes the pace. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So number four, this one's for Soulbro. Have you ever played the Robotech game on the PS2? I've always wanted to give it a try, even though I'm more of a Macross person. Is it worth it? Wow. Um, I'm assuming he means Battle Cry. Yeah, Battle Cry, because there was also another one based on uh, Next Generation, but I I won't be speaking about that one. Um, (laughs) Battle Cry was actually um, okay. Um, I thought it was a little lacking when it came to the gameplay elements. I mean, it was neat to finally play a Robotech game, uh, especially in in that late era of uh, video gaming. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't you didn't didn't enjoy the wonderful N64 classic Crystal Dreams. Oh my (laughs) God! Did a game even come? That game never even made it. No, never even came out. (laughs) Wow! I remember when that game got announced. I was so excited. I didn't even have a 64 at the time. But you ran out and bought one, didn't you? Just no, no, no. My brother had. My brother bought one though, and I thought I'd get to play it on that system. But uh, that's a story for another day. 
<laughs> but as for Battlecry, I thought it was okay. It was cool to hear all the voice actors come back and reprise their roles, at least all the ones they could get. Um, if I had to recommend a uh, a game that's Macross influenced, uh, that is much better than Battlecry, I definitely would point you in the direction of Super Dimension Fortress Macross on the PS2, made by Sega and AM2. That game is phenomenal. Um, other than that, there were there are plenty of other Macross shooters out there, um, including Do You Remember Love? That was on the original PlayStation 1 and the Saturn. That game is also a lot of fun. So um, those are games I'd rather have you play than Battlecry. Once again, Macross is better than Barrel Birth No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about the way the games are made and how the quality of gaming. No, yeah, I'm, those, just, I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Once again, the original is better than the copy. <laughs> Damn. Take that, take that, Robotech fans, and your Robotechnology. <laughs> All right, and his last question is, with Gundam Seed Destiny HD Remaster on the horizon, I think this question will be appropriate. Despite Kira and Atherin being hugely popular amongst fans and in the case of some delusional people as the true main character of the shows, do you think Sunrise slash Bandai themselves still deem Shin as the lead of Destiny? Knowing Bandai, I would always assume they'd stick with the character that's more popular like Kira. Popularity sells after all, right? Shin usually tends to be portrayed in a better light or get more focus in games like Gun of Memories, Super Robot Wars, Ace, and the Versus series. I think it's kind of saying something when in Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2, Kira and Athen are getting schooled by the School of Master Asia, while in the intro of G-Gen Overworld, Shin has the balls to take Domon head on. It does make me wonder if all these other creators and whatnot dislike the way Destiny was handled just as much as Western audiences do. The perfect mission video features the Destiny Gundam. The first promotional image of the GSD remaster features Shin, and I was honestly surprised when the first real grade from C-Destiny was the titular suit and not Kira's more popular strike freedom for once, thank God. Uh, and I, I know it took us a while to get to um, this, uh, this question, which was posted back in um, December. Mm-hmm. Curiously, on December 7th, a day which will live in infamy. But <laughs> I wonder why uh, it says here that this message was edited by Mr. Gunnam 420 16 times in total. Oh, dang. <laughs> I, wow. I didn't track the changes, but I'm, I'm kind of curious what what went so wrong yeah. but anyway so uh Silver, what do you think about uh this issue is is shin the main in bandai's eyes or no i think at least in the beginning part of the series especially since they're marketing the, the destiny remasters that he's still the intentional main character of that series um you know eventually he loses control to kira and atherin because the creators didn't know what the hell they were doing but um yeah, I mean, he's still the main character. We The series kicks off with him, and, you know, there's a focus on him in the early episodes of the show. So um, the, when they're marketing all this stuff, they kind of have to still acknowledge that. And I, I still believe he's the main character. Just got shafted out of his own show is all. Okay, okay. Neil? Um, well, um, he's always been the main character because it seems every time they have promotional material, it is uh-huh. Shin Asuka. In the foreground, and if you look at the little promotional material that was announcing the C Destiny remaster, um, says Destiny is coming, and who's there's only one pilot there or one character, and it's Shin Asuka. So I know a lot of people just because the focus got um, maybe within the writing, but I think in Sunrise's Bandai's eyes, he's always been the main character. So I think this is more of a fan creation type of deal. So yeah. I think you know there's the fact that it got it got out of their control and obviously the focus shifted to Kira because he was so popular. But I think that Sun, Sunrise, outside of Fukuda and his wife, have always considered 
Shin, the main mm-hmm. character, because you look at the promotional material, like you guys have both mentioned, mm-hmm. the video games, as Gundam 420 has mentioned, you know, you see, like, you know, for all of these series, one of the hero suits that you play, like, in the Versus games, um, what's one of the suits that's always there? It's Destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at um, some of the things they did, like, a couple of years ago. Remember that uh, two-minute video for the 30th anniversary where you see, like, the core fighter? Mm-hmm. And you see, like, all of the gun, the main Gundams from every show, like, trying to help the core fighter get into space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's one of the things you see in that video? Destiny, Destiny. Gundam, yeah. not Strike Freedom. You see Freedom, but not Strike Freedom and not Infinite Justice. It's Destiny that's showing up. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it comes down to it that despite him turning into uh, a villain later on, he still has a red, white, blue, and yellow Gundam, and that's always what heroes use. So, mm-hmm. yeah, except except for uh, ribbons, but <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the that's the one exception rather than the rule. Yeah, it's quite a few exceptions in Double O if you think about it, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I think they still consider him to be the main yeah. character. Whether that will result in any massive changes in Destiny HD, I don't think so. I think they'll just be more completely inconsequential changes. Yeah, you know, they'll just be like, "Hey, look, we threw in some MSV here," or you know, we had uh, Shin launching one episode in the uh, the Destiny Impulse just for the hell of it, and it does nothing at all. And Here's some other random suit, and here's some other guy, and here's like a quick shot of like Sven in the Strike Noir just flying by for no reason because he's there, you know, <laughs> just as a cool thing, and then that's it. Yeah, because it's kind of what was in the Seed remasters. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right, so next we have a pair of questions from listener Animalia who says, number one, do you guys think Sirocco is a well-intentioned extremist or not? Well, he says... Some stuff that makes him sound like he may be the one, like he may be one. One thing you have to remember about Sirocco is that he lies a lot. I don't think there's anything well-intentioned about him at all. He's mm. pretty obviously portrayed as someone who just makes naked power grabs and will manipulate, manipulate anyone to any end to advance his own agenda, as he so expertly does with um, his little foot soldiers, uh, Rekua and Sarah. <laughs> and the way he manipulates all of the Titans. So, no, he's just an opportunist and someone who's only interested in his own power. He's, I don't think he's well-intentioned at all. And all of that talk about, I foresee the, the future of Universal Century will be led by a woman, which some people like to see as some like prophecy regarding um, like Haman or uh, Maria Pia Armonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, guys, you're, you're just really reaching. He's just saying that to manipulate people. But in yeah. that case, it was Mauer and she wasn't buying his bullshit. <laughs> so, no, yeah, he's just a manipulator and a user. He's not well-intentioned in anything. Yeah, she's like, she was like the only one that really didn't buy his crap. Is so everybody because she was, so, yeah. she was already so hopelessly in love with uh, dumbass. Well, not, a, not only that, but just the fact of it, because it, it, a lot of people were kind of buying his stuff, at yeah. least initially. I mean, hell, even Yazan was tricked a little bit at the beginning with him. And, uh, and then well, afterwards. Well, Jamaican also was not believing this stuff, but well. Yeah. Look, look how well things turn out for Jamaican. <laughs> so what do you guys think about Sirocco? He's the proto-trace. He's a, he's a very charismatic, shrewd individual that um, is, is very genius because he made uh, – didn't he develop mobile suits as well? Yes, he did. Including his own. And um, I, I don't, we don't know his backstory. He's a very mysterious figure in all of Zeta. And, you know, he comes from the Jupiter area. And, and, and from um, Jupiter. 
the man from Jupiter. I would have loved to see an OVA with his backstory just to know exactly how he came up. I imagine in my head Wyatt. like a, a loop on the third type, like mm-hmm. pimp action craziness. <laughs> the man from Jupiter. <laughs> I just I, I would like to know why he's just so power hungry and why he wants to just undermine everybody who he's serving. You because know, because is full of guys who are power hungry. <laughs> which which is fine, but you know his 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 motivations are, would interest me, and, and I would love to see you know the backstory for that. But no, I don't I don't think he's well intentioned at all. Unlike Trey's, who is very well intentioned, and Trey's is like a good version of uh, Sirocco and 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 improved upon as well. So that's my thoughts on him. Um. Yeah, Sirocco. Yeah, I mean, I think his the only well intention he had was for himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he felt he was well intentioned because it was he was just looking for a power grab. But yeah, I, I pretty much everything that you guys said. I mean, the guy the guy was just a opportunist and just you know that that great uh, other character that's just looking for um, looking for power within that whole um, that whole structure there within the Titans and the Federation. So, the Gordon Gecko of Gundam. Uh, i don't know about that but oh man but next one chris next question is you have said you don't want to cover evangelion because you'd rather not do series that have been done to death before but i always thought that gundam and macross are also like a series that have been done to death i think uh there's a very specific quote that comes to mind Uh oh and that is uh from the dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm And I think you guys know what uh, what that line is. What uh, the the uh, the the rug really brought the room together? <laughs> Close, but no. More like, yeah. Well, you know, that's just like your opinion, man. Pretty much. Hey, plus, plus, we did cover Evangelion. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, Episode I, I want to clear something up, which is yeah. um, two things. Number one, you know, when MHQ was started 13 years ago, mm-hmm. Gundam, Gundam. Gundam and Macross were not extensively <laughs> covered. You know, yeah. most of the sites that were out there, most and a lot of them are gone, they focus pretty much on Wing. And that was all just Wing, 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 Wing with a zillion, like, hero and duo shrines and, you know, Zek shrines and God knows what. <laughs> and all sorts of shrines in general. It's such an archaic concept. And when it came to Macross, I mean, Christ, we'd never even gotten, at this point, the Animigo release of Macross. Yeah, wow. So... You really had most people talking about Robotech or about um, some other stuff like 2 or Plus. So that has always been MHQ's mission. Just because they've been talking about a lot now or they've had sequels now doesn't change the fact that, you know, they didn't at the time that we started. And also, Gundam's been running for five years now. So, yeah. you know, we've covered a lot of stuff during that time, even outside of these franchises. So... Evangelion, I think, has still been covered to death even more than Macross. I mean, Macross doesn't get in the spotlight outside of the mecha world very often, whereas Evangelion is almost always in the news outside of that beyond mecha fans. Mm-hmm. On top of that, when you first started MAHQ, there were a million AVA, AVA websites. Yes, there. and there still are. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I was a hard body Ava Ava fan back then. And man, let me tell you, um, <laughs> there were a ton of fan sites, fan fiction sites, shrines, you name it, they were out there. And um, you you provided something else that uh, covered stuff that wasn't as widely uh, covered. So, you know, it's just like just how things played out. And I would imagine more than 90% of the anime podcasts out there have or will speak about Evangelion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, even we did. We went ham on it. Yeah. I mean, it's so, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that that's just a bad comparison there. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next, we have Raijin's. 
who says, if you woke up one morning and realized you were suddenly fluent in Japanese, what are the first three things you would want to get your hands on? Oh. I'm talking about anything that you've always wanted to have or appreciate, but because of the language barrier, you couldn't, be it manga, anime, video games, etc. For this question, a Japanese girlfriend doesn't count. <laughs> well, damn. Uh, I guess the stuff I'd like to get my hands on um, I would be all the import games I played back in the day, especially all the uh, import RPGs I, I struggled to get through. I'd love to play through those again. Um, there are some raw animes I saw that have had yet to be translated back in the old fan sub days. I would love to uh, that I watched, you know, whatever OVAs they were and, and I enjoyed them and uh, I would love to see and be able to understand them or just, you know, anime in general that I really enjoy. I'd love to be able to understand and, and, and appreciate the Japanese voice actors more than I already do. And if I understood Japanese fluently, then I would definitely be able to do that. Um, and then lastly, uh, music. Uh, I'm a big I love listening to music. And there's a lot of songs that are in Japanese that I, you know, I, I, I enjoy. But, you know, I, I, I don't get to enjoy 100% of what they provide and to be able to understand the lyrics and even be able to sing along if I wanted to. It would be kind of cool. So those, those, are, those are the three things I would say. All right. Neil. Oh, easy. Star Trek toilet. I would go to the, I would go, <laughs> I would go to the toilet showroom, the Star Trek toilet showroom, and mm-hmm. be able to I'd, – I'd, I'd come home with one because they'd be able to tell me all the great things that they could – that this Star Trek toilet could do. And then I could read all the stuff on it. So definitely that. Um, yes, of course, manga and any anime that hasn't been translated of that. And then lastly, um, first, uh, Gaijin Yakuza boss. There you go. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I'm, I'm glad that, that you, uh, you spring yourself out. You're, you're being very broad <laughs> about diversify, this. Diversify, man. Uh, Finding yeah. horizons. Just like Wu-Tang <laughs> Financial recommends, you got to diversify. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Got to secure that government contract for uh, nuclear reactor cleanup. Yeah, we got and then, some and then uh, bury a couple of guys in the concrete foundation. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah, we had to use a little bit extra concrete here to put the, uh, the to, to to encase the reactor. Why is there a femur sticking out? Well, you, you know, things happen. Uh, that, that. And, and they'd be like, "Why are you speaking with a New Jersey accent? You're not from New Jersey." <laughs> well, it would be the accent equivalent to New Jersey if I was Japanese. Oh, see that? See what I'm saying? So, yeah, so you're basically speaking like like Yakuza speak. Yakuza speak, yes, but I don't know it because I don't know Japanese. So then, I, I have to I have to do the uh, the next. Just, just watch lots of uh, Cromarty High, and that'll give yeah. you your Yakuza speak. Yeah. Well, I, I want the accent too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, for that, just play the Yakuza games. Hey, you know, hey, Olympus, uh, we uh, we got a proposition for you. Yeah. <laughs> you give us the money, and then you give us the money. You give us the money, and then we come back, and you give us more of the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What an arrangement. <laughs> Winning proposition. <laughs> so I would probably run out and read all of the Gundam manga and novels. There you go. Yeah. And as far as stuff like video games, I would fly over to Japan. I would uh, manhandle Yu Suzuki and demand that he tells me how Shenmue 3 <laughs> would have ended the story. Uh, uh, uh. Which I heard, I heard some crazy talk that uh, there might be a Kickstarter. I don't yeah. even know how that could even work because the rights of the series still belong to Sega unless he pulled off some master negotiation to convince him to let it go, which I don't wow. see that happening. 
Unless he's going to come back to, to Sega to do work on that one game. He, I mean, he doesn't even work at Sega anymore. Well, so. you, yeah. have to, you have to remember, a Kickstarter is the solution to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just hey, you should start a Kickstarter to bring yeah. Japanese toilets to America. There you go. Uh, no, on, that, a Kickstarter and online petition. Except sure. the only online petition that needs to work is get Pierce Morgan the hell out of the U.S. Actually, but, get him the hell off the planet. Put him in the sun. It, it's been tried. <laughs> <laughs> Next, he says, are you guys still looking for someone to create a new logo for Gundam? If so, I'd like to throw my graphic designer hat into the ring. Would it be something that represents all three of your individual personalities or something that gives a more singular representation of what Gundam stands for? Either way, it would be an honor, with a U, to contribute to the future prosperity of one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Hmm. Oh, well, we already well, have a logo, so yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure that we're in the market no. for one, but if we ever need... Something will be sure to ask you. And, I need uh, something. Though. I need something. Okay. Oh, I, I would like, and I, this will test your graphic designing capabilities. Test I would, your bite. Yeah, I would. I, I would like a picture. Um, it'll be. Um, it'll be entitled "The Tide Turns," and mm-hmm. it's going to be robot carcasses, a mountain of them. Me, Jeez. the Admiral, Lord King, and Sir Bay repelling the robot menace. <laughs> survey just for just for good measure well no he'd be in the background with the he, he'd be bringing the u.s military oh man and, and covering the story all at the same time oh no well that's what lord king does he's that's a he he's does. a journalist <laughs> and me and the, the admiral's got his mag light and he's just beating down a beating down a robo and uh, of course I'm, I'm taking care of him too with my uh super robot decapitation thing nice yes nice. and you got to have smoke american flag and eagle stuff like that so um what about eagles with machine guns <laughs> well because we would need that because uh the drones would turn against us so yes we would have to have uh, bald eagles with machine guns and lasers and, and and you have like the machine guns are are modified so that they can like fit in their talons yes nice yes well no the, some of the talons are uh they, they have a uh, lightsabers coming out of them okay yeah if, if, ne- if neil had a segment on this show called threat down like stephen colbert does his number one threat would always be robots i told bear- yeah. what about robot bears robot bears holy crap oh it's not even go there robot bears. <laughs> and then of course my second my new one now is meteors so if it's mm-hmm. robots throwing meteors oh my i don't know what what about do. what about Dude, robot bears crashing to earth inside meteors Oh, jeez. That's a perfect store, man. What are we going to do? Oh, man, if, you, if you're afraid of robot bears, man, don't go to showbiz. <laughs> I, I always or don't go to Disney World. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> stay away from, stay away from <laughs> those redneck robot bears in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Country parents or, oh, my God, can you imagine when the robot apocalypse happens that uh, those poor people in the Hall of Presidents, they're going to be... <laughs> They're going to get decapitated by, like, James Madison. <laughs> and Chester Arthur. <laughs> the the, the, the robot revolution. Me. You do now. <laughs> you don't mess with Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, no. It'd be awful, man. It'd be freaking awful. Oh, yeah. the, revolution, the revolution won't be televised, but it'll start at Disney World. But yes. Uh, <laughs> who, 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 was the, who was the question from? Rigens. Rigens. Yes, Rigens. That's what I need. So, uh, it, like I said, it'll be. It, I already have a title for it. The tide turns. All right. There, there you have it. Yep. 
All right, next we have Mobius Diablo who says, for the lols, as I'm forcing myself to watch Age again for personal reasons, I have a question. Well, before that, I have a question. Yeah, what, oh, what are these personal What reasons? personal reasons could one possibly have to force themselves to watch Age again? <laughs> Maybe he's a masochist. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I, think, I think literally whipping yourself would be less punishing than watching Age again. Damn. <laughs> he says... Wootbit was a complete ass munch to Q at the beginning of Age 3, and we ragged on him for it. But what if that wasn't the whole story? Did he know what Q would turn into and just get that vibe off of him? Was he trying to warn us of impending doom? Wootbit Gunhale, punk or misunderstood prophet? You decide. I, I believe he's Nostradamus of age. Oh, damn. <laughs> Looking in retrospect, uh, I, I think this theory could hold a lot of water. I think so too. <laughs> my my opinion of him is flipped 180. Yeah. <laughs> he he is he he's he's he, been stripped of the title. He might be redeemed man. from being a soul bros man, and that might oh, only wow. uh, rely on his uh, his grandpappy. Yeah, <laughs> he's been baptized. In, <laughs> he's been baptized, and the, the soul bros man has washed off him. Possibly. Is that it? That, this oh, might my. be a first. Has anyone ever uh, freed themselves from the shackles of being a soul bros man? The shackles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, wow. There you have it. Amazing. First, another first on Gundam. Yes. <laughs> this is more for Neo than anyone, but Chris and Silver are welcome to answer. If you were forced to sit and listen to one of these two people for a week straight, who would you choose? Rush Limbaugh or Jim Cramer? That's, uh, that's, actually, it's easier than people would believe. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with this person, what he says, but I think I could deal with Rush Limbaugh on a weekly basis Ooh. more than Jim Cramer. <laughs> I can't do any more. Booyah! Bye, bye, bye! Bye, bye, bye! <laughs> Lehman Brothers, great bye! Bye, bye, bye! No. Now the question no. is, does Jim Cramer have a soundboard with him or not? Yeah, I... It, even still, the thing Ooh, is, that, is that, he's, such, he's just so he's, damn hyper. I think, I think if he didn't have the soundboard, he'd start making the sounds himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then with Rush Limbaugh, you just got to give him some Oxycontin. He'll be straight. There you go. So, there you go. There you go. No big deal. Dr. Neo with the yeah. subscription. <laughs> with the prescription. Hey, Mr. Limbaugh, I got the pills for you. <laughs> it all goes back. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Yakuza boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the free market economy working. Oh, oh, oh. My fellow American. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, uh, Sobro, what's what's your choice? Uh, out of the two, Jim Cramer all day. I can't stand the tone of Rush Limbaugh's voice, let alone. <laughs> Jim Cramer's so. Though. He's like a. He's like a. <sighs> Like a hyper speed elf on speed and crack. I'm, I'm good with I could I could tolerate him because at least he's not as ignorant as the stupidness that I've heard Russell Limbaugh say. I just I can't hang with that dude. I, I, I couldn't even be in the same room with him because I'd be so so influenced to punch him dead in his mouth. Um Jim Kramer, I I harbor, harbor no ill will with him. He seemed to be very repentant when he went on the Daily Show and got blasted by John Stewart. You know, even though he may still talk some foolishness. Well, he's, at the he's end also of the day, a shady bastard. Yeah, so so and, and he is, and I'm not buying anything off of him. But I certainly don't want to hear somebody talk about how oh America, America is uh it's 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 changed. It's it's no longer the America you know. It's like oh you know go go if yourself, Rush. Really, really, just no. I can't, I can't, I can't get down with that doctrine. Not even, uh, <laughs> not even they paid me. So. All right. Well, 
Jim Cramer, I can't stand because he's just so hyperactive and literally bouncing off the walls and <laughs> yes. just mm-hmm. won't ever shut up. Yes. <laughs> so Rush Limbaugh, as detestable of a person as I think he is, and I disagree with literally every single word he has ever said about anything and possibly mm-hmm. ever will say, if I had to listen to him for a week and we could somehow avoid the, the subjects of uh, politics, Abortion. black people, Gun control. And women. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we'd be okay. <laughs> Which is not happening. <laughs> it's not that's not gonna happen. He's gonna put his foot in his mouth like he does twelve times an episode. Yeah, but you have to remember though too, he doesn't get He's he he stays pretty uh, even keel when he uh-huh. does this stuff. Jim Cramer, it would just build. I mean, it would just mm-hmm. it would be like a gnat just crawling inside of your skull, just scraping, and it gets louder and louder and stupider and crazier. Because the thing with Jim Cramer is, if you try to ignore him, he'd probably feel that as a challenge. So he'd start yelling. More and, annoying. Exactly, trying to get wow. your attention. Childs. Yeah, I think with Rush Limbaugh, you could he could put you to sleep and he wouldn't even know. So, because <laughs> he's so in love with the sound of his own voice, yeah. I'd be too, in, I'd be, I'd be too, in, I'd be too enraged when he does another caricature of a black person, <laughs> which he seems to do pretty often. F him, F him, and the world he lives in. I, oh, anyway, anyway, I, I'm, I'm through. All right, so there you have it. Jim Cramer. Or Next, we have um, some questions. Well. There's some questions here from Nas, who says, I recently watched Macross 7, and oh my, talking about a different kind of male lead character in a mecha anime genre. I've never seen a rock star who doesn't get laid or completely ignores hot babes or aliens who have space hot flashes literally in front literally in front of him. Indeed. Nonetheless, I think Kyo can learn a thing or two from Neki Basura, like how to defend himself while preaching his peace nonsense. What do you guys think of the show if you've watched it? Well, for that, wow. I would refer him to our uh, Macross Roundup. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Dang, he, must be, he must be a new listener. Thank you for listening to our show and definitely check out all our Macross Roundup. Yes. Next, we have Yokozuna Bulldozer who says, Hello! Hello. Number one. <laughs> Which new Autobots and Decepticons would you like to see in Surbase Transformers 4? Oh, yeah. My request oh, for this is simple. Mm. I want to be able to tell them apart. <laughs> Not just be... Like walking Years. piles of metal mess. Metal mess. Especially I want to see metal mess. I want to see metal mess in there. <laughs> New Decepticon on metal mess. <laughs> By your command, Megatron. <laughs> I'm ball of junk. <laughs> no, I, I want to see uh, shit piece. <laughs> shit piece. <laughs> no shit piece. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Woo. But yeah, I, I, or I would like to, or something yeah, like that. I would like to see robots that are actually distinguishable and. More importantly, are actual characters and not just foils for stupid humans. I, I'm going to say something, and I, I know this is going to be shocking. Um, the other day, I was doing some uh, doing some schoolwork, and I had had the TV on the background, and uh, Revenge of the Fallen came on. Oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I ended up watching I it. I don't I like, like where this is going. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't really that bad the second time. No. no. <laughs> I'm. I know there is some stupid crap in. It. I'm not going to sit there. I, I. I understand, but it was the. the don't you. you know, don't you dare. Giving it. <laughs> giving it some time, and I hadn't seen it in a while, and I. I was just kind of like. Eh. No. Not, no. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. No. No. I'm wow. calling shenanigans on this. I don't even know what to say. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Are you a sprawl? I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> 
this girl. I mean, I'm saying it's good, but it wasn't it wasn't the shocking piece of crap that I thought it was the first time. So yeah, I'm just. I got Nick Fury in the horn, Chris. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I checked myself if I was a scroll at that time. When I was, done, I was like, hmm, "This is the, why am I liking this movie all of a sudden?" How, how does one check to see if they're a scroll? Wouldn't that just be a scroll with an existential crisis? <laughs> Wouldn't you like, cut yourself? So they're green, right? Like, so yeah. if you if you have green skin under you, then you would be a scroll. There you go, Vulcan or uh, or Vulcan. <laughs> Well, Vulcans have green blood, not skin. So, mm-hmm. well, no, they do have green skin, don't they? Like light green? I don't no, know. no. With this. But, but you're right about their blood. Yes. <laughs> anyway, green blooded. <laughs> you see, you seem to know a lot about Star Trek, like President Obama. <laughs> may, may the force prosper within you. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Obi Khan said, I mean, Obi. <laughs> oh man! Oh God! <laughs> no, it's like it's like Yoda said: hate leads to anger, and anger leads to revenge is a dish best served cold. Exactly. That whole that whole statement he made was like those pictures you see on Facebook and, and Twitter where you have like just a combination of things like, that make no sense. You see a picture of uh Gandalf uh with a with a quote from Dumbledore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh question number two. What are some new gimmicks and tropes you guys wish to see in 2013 regarding all things Mecca? Mm. Well, there's no such thing as new tropes or gimmicks because every trope that's out there has already been done. Yeah. I would yeah. just like to see less cliched arrangement of those tropes. Mm-hmm. I, I that's would about like the best we can hope for. I would like quality and maybe a show or two without the typical anime ending that just gives you, that makes you go. I would the- like. I would like to. I'll say this. I would like to see one thousand percent less understanding. Yes. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could. I could do. I could do a lot less of understanding. I would like to see a lead character that does knuckle up and realize that war does involve killing. And even though he'd rather not be doing it, it's a necess- it's a necessity on what he's doing. And uh, outside of that, I would love to see an anime that we review this season that's brand new. If we if we actually review any brand new shows that has a well thought out ending that's planned way in advance and that and that the story is developed evenly and 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 intriguingly throughout this entire run that's the kind of shit I you know like i think see. the answer is to all of our prayers mm. what's that just put chirico in some show yeah there you go Woo! that's what i'm talking just put about. chirico in everything or or, or either that or just watch stuff from the 70s and early 80s <laughs> yes <laughs> And he closes off by saying, P.S., the way you guys described Saturday morning American Gundam was exactly what I envisioned. That's there you Yeah, because it, <laughs> it, was, it was like with what, what Kevin, Kevin Duke or something like that, or, you know, like very American <laughs> names, like Duke Dukerston, you know, Duke America. <laughs> this is Captain Duke America. Duke Yankee. <laughs> All right, so next we have a uh, certain Australian criminal. Mm. Uh-oh. Who uh, says, hello, Gundam team. Gundam team. I didn't know we were on the Argama. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a question from Moo. 
This is what on my this is what's on my mind this time. Something which will appeal to Neo and Solbro. What are your thoughts on the uses of robots, robotics, cyborgs, and all that in the Dragon Ball universe? We have Android types 13, 14, 15, 16, 19, and 20. Humans who become superpowered cyborgs, 17, 18, super 17. Biomechanical beings like Cell. Then there were others like Metal Cooler and Mecha Slash cyborg frieza i also found it interesting that for a fighting series dragon ball had its fair share of them Hmm. i thought i thought it was cool i mean i I think some of the probably in the show of dragon ball z at cell saga is still probably my most favorite one um amen yeah and i mean just on so many levels and i like i like the uh when they had to go through the androids and then the cyborgs and then of course cell himself and um yeah, I, I I thought it was I I thought it it's always been done pretty well robotics in Dragon Ball and and but Dragon Ball is just such that it's such a crazy universe. I mean, for God's sakes, this is a place where they have tri- uh, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex around. So I mean, it's like Indeed. and animal people. And it, yeah, <laughs> it's just in you know. So yeah, I I always I, thought it was done really well. I, I I agree with you, man. Um, I, I always love the arc from the original Dragon Ball of the Red Ribbon Saga, yeah. and to have that come back. As part of the major part of the Cell Saga was really cool, and then you know you get, you get a little taste of the old Dragon Ball in Dragon Ball Z. I always thought it was the the Cell Saga was the series to end on, and of course it didn't. It moved on. Boo, boo, always, boo was okay. Boo Boo's okay. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice epilogue. But when you got um, Boo. It was a little silly, but once. I mean the original like Majin Buu stuff. That that was pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I mean it's still not a it didn't end as well as as the Cell Saga, but I still think it was pr- pretty pretty decent. Yeah, you always had era technology in Dragon Ball. It was always kind of in the background, but in the Cell Saga it kind of took a, a a forefront position uh with all the androids and I, I love all the different fates of the androids throughout the series. One of them has a change of heart and he uh ends up, you know, defying his programming and helping to defend um one of them is just a scumbag and the other one becomes the eventual wife of Krillin and then you got Dr. Jiro and his hatred and and then uh you have Cell who's an amalgam of all the Z warriors which is one of the perfect adversaries to have in that series. I, I think uh Toriyama did a really great job and it was a really inspired arc and um it was nice to see that kind of technology incorporated into that saga. Yes. <laughs> All right, so next we have Mobius Diablo, who says, Okay, so considering how much you're digging the Megatron in Prime, is it safe to say that Prime Megatron is the best Megatron? Ooh, yes. Yes. I, I gotta say, I do enjoy him in the in the animated movie, but uh, Prime Megatron has quickly become my favorite Megatron. Yeah, he's, he, I, I, I like that Megatron. Yeah. He's a, lot would, uh, better than, he's a lot better than G1. I know that's blasphemy. I just, <laughs> I just filled many people's childhoods with that. But, um, you know, some, some harebrained scheme of like, oh, I know you're going to, I know you're going to, uh, you know, betray me, Starscream. I'll just, blah, 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 you know, flim flam. And, oh, God. At least in the animated movie, he kind of makes up for some of that when he becomes a ruthless killer, shooting Autobots left and right. And it's like, damn, finally, you're putting in some work. <laughs> All for nothing. All for nothing. <laughs> I still function. So, I would say Prime Megatron, probably the best with uh, close second and third being animated Megatron and Beast Wars. Yeah, he was good at Beast Wars. So, next question from him is, in memory of all the stupidity with Gurren Lagan and fan reactions, can we call Age the best 15-28 slash episode Gundam show ever? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> how about we not call age the best anything ever? Oh, damn. <laughs> we could say it was a good 15-episode show, though. That first episode, those first 15 episodes. All I can say is it's better than Destiny. That's it. That's all the compliment I can give it. <laughs> That's a, I don't know, man. That's... I I don't know if I could say that. I think they're it, it, I think they're both equally garbage. Oh damn! But you got to remember, I, Destiny. I can't, I can't say it at all. Destiny <laughs> Destiny still had a pretty kick-ass first twelve, thirteen episodes. Yeah, but the, but Age had a few more kick-ass episodes than mm-hmm. Destiny. So. I'd, I'd put those. Let's I'd, let's not get into this again. Yeah. We want to move on here. Oh, we got a nail here. <laughs> Sorry. We're still in 2012, for Christ's sakes, guys. Next letter. Next letter comes from Yokozuna Bulldozer again, who says, Hello! Yes. If the next Transformers show after Prime happens with a completely new Autobot leader, much like Star Saber or Fortress Maximus, what traits and alt mode would you guys like to see? I would like to see um, a flyer. I would like yeah. to see a Prime who's a flyer. Yeah, that'd be cool. And break out of the mold of truck guy. Yeah. Well, truck I- guy. Yeah. I can't answer that question because I already I already saw the new uh, the new Optimus. So um, <laughs> yeah. Um, if anything, uh, 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 stay tuned. The, the, the new trailer for uh, Prime came out. So for those who haven't seen it, definitely check that out. It's on YouTube. But um, for the new season of Prime, the new trailer's out there, and it um, it's got me hyped. That's all I can say. So number two, which anime pilot within the mecha genre would make an excellent spokesperson for hair products? Please include catchphrase slogans. Man. I I will uh, nominate Yazan Gable. Oh yes, and uh, let's <laughs> let's say he has a hair product, and uh, you know it's like let's say some shampoo. It's like it's so good it'll violate your hair. <laughs> Something like that. There you go. I don't even know if I can top that. <laughs> or uh, do um, Amino? You know he he he'd probably have a really good. He'd be you know um, I don't know what hot something. Uh, Hair, hair so hot it's hot blooded or something or something like, something stupid like that or um or of course you could have Laurent you know he he, oh, he yeah. could do one of those ones where like you know the the like kind of the girly ones you know they have like the the the, the uh you know they always have like those uh, women actors and stuff on there oh you know I a panty yeah I, I don't I don't pay you know I don't pay millions of dollars to wash my hair I I use this and you know he could have his little fish so good it's safe for the fish <laughs> I know an anime character who uses a lot of hair product is uh the uh, also another character voice but the same guy who does Yazan Gable uh Kiao off of uh L game man um he's more moose than uh. <laughs> Well, him and him and JP from Redline both they could. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! They could have a battle of the pompadours, <laughs> or or, or yeah, I think JP go. would win hands down. He would. Or, or you could just have the original, and that would be Armoro, and just let your soul glow. <laughs> that perm was on point. Yeah. <laughs> him, him, and the dude off of uh, uh, with the uh, Ideon. Cosmo. What's his name? Cosmo. Oh my god. Okay, I, I got another one for you. Uh, Ramba Raw and be like. Ooh. This is no normal hairspray, boy. No, no, normal no, hairspray. no. Since he's an older guy, he worries about gray hair. No gray hair. There's no gray hair, boy. <laughs> Just and for after men. Afraid, it's he's like, the spokesman. Play with me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, this, this is horrible. Man, that's a good question, though. <laughs> I actually like that one. See, see, folks, that's the questions that we like. <laughs> Number we want, three, which oh, 
I was just saying, they don't get asked a million times. No, we, that, that's <laughs> definitely an original question. Yes. Number three, which animator, illustrator, or designer within the mecha genre do you think has improved throughout his or her career? I would probably have to say Masami Obari because that guy just gets more badass as time goes on, mm-hmm. especially when he animates uh, mecha for opening sequences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That are better than the way they look in the show. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, like Dragonar. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Dragonar looks amazing in the beginning. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, so many so many creators have had ups and downs throughout their career. It, this is kind of a tough one, but I, I can't I can't beat Obari. I was thinking of uh, Takahashi, but um, and not every Takahashi show is as We're talking as, animator, know, illustrator, or designer, animator, not directors. Oh, no. Pay attention oh, to the question, Soul Bro. Well, I know shit. it's hard. <laughs> um, um, I would say uh, Masamoto. Let me see Masamoto because if you see like like the '60s like versions of Captain Harlock, even though he looked really cool, he, he got better over over time. I mean, he looks so much awesomer now. I mean, he's always been awesome, but, you know, that's, uh, I would say him. All right. Uh, number four. Sobro, have you seen Tokyo and Count? It's a show where voice actors Tomokazu Sugita, Brooklyn from Super Robot Wars, and Yuichi Nakamura, Alto of Macross Frontier, play video games both old and new, while sometimes inviting fellow voice actors for a round of Left for Dead or Saints Row. Voice actors of Suzaku and Asumu have also made an appearance, as well as Asumu's, as well with Asumu's voice actor Takuya Iguchi playing Street Fighter with them. Anyways, mm-hmm. I thought you might be interested since it has voice actors from Mecha Shows geeking out on video games hope you enjoy it if you ever have the chance to see it i've seen clips i haven't um i haven't watched a full episode or anything like that but um on some websites they'll bring attention to clips from the show on youtube and whatnot so i've checked out a few uh scenes but i i definitely know of the show um to answer your previous question um the uh the, i i meant to uh mention uh mamaru nagano from five star stories his his artwork when it comes to uh, uh and being an animator and, and mecha designer and whatnot his 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 artwork has improved vastly throughout the years but um yeah uh, as for tokyo account i haven't watched a full episode but i i definitely know the show and it seems cool all right and next we have bloody knight who says Hiya, Gundam ministers. Oh, ministers. Oh. I, I didn't know that we worked for the Department of Ag- the Ministry of Agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or we preach. <laughs> Man. He says, got two questions here. What are your favorite mecha slash show of the year for 2012 individually? It's for all categories. Anime, American cartoons, live action TV, series, etc. <sighs> That's a tough one. Anime, nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, Mecha series of uh, our show of the year, oh, man. Um, God, what came out last year? I mean, stuff. If you can't, if you can't think there. of anything, don't. Oh, yeah, I, sure. I, can't, I, can't. I got the show of the year for me last year, 2012 Pawn Stars. Man, he, he asked about Mecha series sh- slash show and of the year. He said it's for all categories: anime, yeah. American live comics, action TV, live action yeah. TV series. Yeah. Try to pay attention really? to the question, Soul Bro. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the question. I'm looking dead at Obviously it. So you didn't uh, read the whole question. All right. Well, then, uh, if I've got to say that, then uh, and you know, th- you see this answer coming a long time away. But uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, easily. <laughs> it's my show of 2012. Absolutely. On stars. There you go. Well, for me, American Cartoon, uh, Tron Uprising. Mm-hmm. Better than Tron Legacy or whatever that Damn. stupid movie was. Yes. Even Daft Punk can save that movie. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, again, for all categories, most anticipated mecha series slash show of the year 2013, if any. Okay, so this is getting a little confusing now because it's saying 
all categories most anticipated mecha series. So maybe I can agree with Solbro here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little, a little the, rough the wording there, Bloody Night. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm going to say Pacific Rim. We are loading the next page here. <laughs> oh, we have a question from Dalo. Oh, hey. All right, cool. He says, if and when you read manga, what types of manga do you like to read? I love seinen manga. Um, you know, mystery, you know, adult type uh, manga, man. Uh, I, I love that stuff. That's the kind of manga I like to read. I've said examples like this before, like Monster or 20th Century Boys or Master Keaton. You know, Urasawa is the first person that comes to mind. I do like some romance. Personally, uh, I, I enjoyed Hot Gimmick when I read it years ago. Um, Video Girl Eye, although that's shown in romance. And um, just stuff that also takes, uh, you know, real life scenarios and, and, and makes the best out of it is uh, another genre I like too, so. I, I like I like manga with with pictures. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's that's uh, very discriminating of you. <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if I, I. There's not one particular type I like more than the other. I mean, I just like a good story. I mean, it sounds so stupid and cliche, but really, that's I'm um, pretty open minded when it comes to something. If it's just a good story, then um, that's that's really all I ask for these days because good stories are hard to come by. <laughs> so, just like good movies okay so i used to read fairy tale but i'm very behind on that mm-hmm. i read whatever gundam stuff comes out and i've recently started reading five star stories so there you have it ah there you go he also says as of episode 117 i'm starting to wonder are you guys closeted shippers chris oh shit maybe maybe yeah. not Maybe, huh? but maybe I mean, not. I don't have an issue with the r- relationships in shows or movies or anything like that. Just don't make them stupid. And, it, you know, just it, and sometimes the 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 relationship could be integral to what the decisions that the um, the people make in there. So I, I don't really have an issue with it um, at all. So, I mean, I, I just hate it when we have to watch something and it's just so dumb. You know, it's typical. Oh, I'm too. I get too excited to. Or, you know, too excited to talk to her and stuff like that. It's just like, it's kind of dumb. So. <laughs> okay. And lastly, he has a what if idea. Mm. With Gundam right. Age not being as popular, Bandai and Sunrise feel it must fall back on the last TV show, Gundam Double O, to bring up sales. So they demand you make another TV series with 26 episodes set after the Double O movie. Faced with this, how do you make another series without destroying a good ending to a whole AU Gundam? Everything from Gundams to characters and stories. So I have a perfect idea. Mm. So you know that ship that was uh, taking off at the end of the Double O movie? Yeah. In the future? Okay, so it goes off, and it's never heard from again. And it's come back because they got got space aids. Okay. Oh, no. And they come and they attack (laughs) Earth with space dragons. Hmm. Well, all right. And (laughs) the Earth has been peaceful, but some, like, kid remembers watching some super robot movie about uh, Gundams. Okay. He, That's right. he, he builds uh, Gundams and he fights the space dragons with a cell phone. Nice. And, nice. and he nice. can capture the space dragons and make them fight for him there in a go, little man. ball. And that could work. And he's the great, great, great ancestor of Saji Crossroad. Let's go. Let's go. We got it. <laughs> King Arthur did finally show up. Yes. Let's go. And he's slaying dragons. We got this one. We'll, we'll be glad to head the project, Dalo. We'll be glad to head up the project. It'd be great. How can I be the ancestor of uh, King Arthur? I'm sorry. Sorry, the descendant. The descendant. I, I chose the wrong word. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that could, I think that could work, Chris. 
quick to sunrise mr sunrise <laughs> this is this is um i i think with uh, double low there's probably a lot of different ways they could go with it i mean just don't don't do the Battlestar galactica thing and try to tie one of the pilots in there you can you can put other people so i mean chances are peace isn't gonna last so you know i, th- I, th- I think you could you could definitely do something with that but i don't know well, all, right. all right. Next, we have Haramaster who says, Hi, Gundam. I've been playing Gundam vs. Gundam Next Plus for quite some time now, and I've noticed that in all of the mobile suits in the roster, Destiny's probably the strongest. Don't smile, Jab Man. <laughs> I feel like I'm cheating whenever I use that suit in arcade mode, which leads to my question. If you were to make weapons slash feature changes in Gundam, what would it be? My personal pick would be the Akatsuki and the Strike Freedom. They really need to settle down with those funnels and dual beam sabers. Thanks and happy new year, guys. So well, I would agree with uh, funnels; they're getting a little out of control. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. Everything, <laughs> especially in age, with like freaking little flying disco balls and uh, Kyo's uh, Ginsu knives that fly around, and you know, even Double O started get a little, little, uh, little Fang crazy and funnel crazy and bit crazy. They did indeed. And then, of course, uh, Destiny with um, Strike Freedom and Akatsuki and legend and yeah there was guys let's have let's have the robots fight each other rather than like little bits of flying crap or or disco balls (laughs) because there's nothing more boring than seeing uh the the ultimate height of stupidity of this trend which is age fx just standing there in space waving its arms around while space ginsu knives slice up mobile suits (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was bad i mean uh yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's it's, it's it is starting to get a lot of hand. They, they should scale it back. I guess that's for my weapon choice, man. You can't go wrong with the uh, the Gundam X and the uh, the old uh, Hammer of Dawn that it had access to, <laughs> as well as all the what's that satellite cannon? The satellite cannon, yeah. And um, on top of that, ha- being able to control other uh, other mobile suits as well, uh, you know, dolls or whatever they called them, um, to be able to control multiple ones in that suit would be kind of cool. Also, as a uh, as a sub weapon, I think that's actually more devastating than the, the fangs and the bits that are out there. If you want to, if you want a uber weapon to use in one of those games, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I I, I thirdly um, see the the whole thing with bits and all that. It's just. Mm-hmm way too much you know it, they, it's they've gotten to a point now there used to be like there used to be that thing like really only the strong strong new types and stuff could use them but now it's just like they're everywhere so <laughs> i don't know it's just it it, it i i like this you know i, I like it when the, the suits can finally just start biting each other on on the on the basis of the talent of the pilot not just sitting back and yeah that that whole thing with uh hfx waving its hands like a conductor was kind of dumb. <laughs> so. All right. And next we have a comment from PQ Comics who says, I have created the mobile suit for the General's Hate Army. A mobile suit fueled by hate. <laughs> it is a red Juwagu equipped with a biosensor and an entire portion of the cockpit is a constant video stream of Star Trek Voyager newsroom and it makes every civilian look like nina purpleton and keo asuna how do i make this better oh well first no (laughs) jewig and and i i think if i think for the 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 general's hate army um the general would want something big so i'm talking like psycho gundam size and yes the, the general has a uh a personal affinity for 
Strike Noir. Okay. So oh, wow. just an with army it. of Strike Noirs with, with their her. machine gun feet for blasting civilians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I do agree. Well, that, the, that was the slaughter daggers. So we'll just put that on Strike Noirs. Yeah. Go. Well, I mean, and I do agree that that would be the way of. Uh, of controlling the hatred or, or increasing it is doing Star Trek Voyager, the newsroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, we're all in trouble. Oh, he, has, he has another comment. <laughs> says, I came up with a mobile suit for Solbro. Oh, no. <laughs> the God Gundam covered in Capcom logos like a NASCAR, and the controls are mapped on a Street Fighter II arcade machine. But you have to insert change to use it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Why'd you have to do that to the God Gundam, though? Because, I mean, we, it, it had always been. It had always been. Yeah, why are you shaming a good good Gundam? Yeah. I mean, uh, the wow. one. Solbro's one, his mobile yep. suit has always been the, the pink Zaku. So. That's, is, that's, that's been mine, huh? Uh, I, that I, that I, was I, what um, was bequeathed a long time ago, I think. Bequeathed, huh? Yeah. I've got to bequeath something to you then. <laughs> Actually, I think it was. It wasn't. Wasn't Terrible. one of the listeners trolling you on? <laughs> I'm probably, probably, and it's horrible. So, <laughs> moving on, we have Angel Wing Zero. That's two questions. The first one: I'm looking to get into SBT Laser, but I'm not sure if I should watch the TV series, the OVA, or both. I don't know if the OVAs are a good replacement for the show. So, which version is the one to watch? Okay, you don't want to watch the first two OVAs because those are just recaps and uh, it's a lot of ground to cover. What you want to do is watch all of the Lazner TV show except for the last episode. <laughs> and instead of the last episode, <laughs> you watch the third OVA. Oh, okay. Okay. It's nice. sort of the same situation as a day in. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Since they were both canceled and had no endings. So that's what you want to do. Number two, Neo. Since Hatsune Miku is now a controllable robot unit in the new Super Robot Wars game, will she become self-aware and become the last boss slash Skynet? I think you, I think you answered your question. Yes. <laughs> it's like he wrote the game. Yes. <laughs> Does she become the last boss in that game? I, I no, don't, but I don't know. you never no. know. I, I, I don't trust it. Well, it's us, <laughs> yeah. No, God, no. I've seen it make you. Oh. Scary. All right. Uh, next up is our pal, the Hod, mm-hmm. who says, I have a request for the Gundam crew. Can we have a Mashima Memorial Hall of Shame for useless characters? My first oh. inductees would be the entire family of family line of DK. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is Mr. The Hod. We already have such a thing. It's called Sobro's Men. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> And the thing is, is one of the, the one of the members of the DK line is taken out, right? Yeah, whoop it. So I mean, he we we had established earlier that he he might have been the first Solbros man to relinquish his title. <laughs> I, I guess I guess he rose up from his genetics. Apparently, he just he became he came better than what was expected. And why, and, 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 and to stay on his question, why um, if you're gonna have the first DK, the first inductees of the, the family line of DK. But it's the Mashima Hall of Fame. What are you going to fuck? Jesus. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, and he also says, question to Solbro. What would you rather deal with? See Destiny Haro or Borderlands 2 Claptrap? 
Oh, all day see Destiny Horror. Claptrap can't shut the f up. <laughs> I can't stand Claptrap. He's so terrible. But um, yeah, see Destiny Horror all day long. All right. Uh, next we Not any one of them. It's like a million of them. That's <laughs> why I was wondering. <laughs> next we have Amaro. Okay. Oh, where? Amaro is Oh, Amaro, but it's spelled Amuro. Amuro, like 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 with two O's. Amuro. <laughs> Okay. So he says, hey guys, I haven't lurked the forum much, though I've been a reader of the site since it was FAHQ. Wow. That's, that's pretty damn ancient. <laughs> Boy, that predates me. Sheesh. <laughs> and I've recently started listening to Gundam. You guys have been doing an awesome job for years, and I hope you keep it up. Anyway, enough sucking your collective Ds. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a dirty boy, aren't you, Aww. Mr. Amuro? <laughs> He says, <laughs> "Terrible, terrible, very terrible, very terrible." Oh, there is a smiley face at the end, though, so that should be noted. Okay, indeed. I just, as in thirty minutes ago, finished marathoning Heavy Metal Elgheim. It was pretty awesome. Oh. It dragged a lot in the middle, I felt, but in the end, left a really good impression on me. Daba for life. Oh, this is also posted a long time ago, and he asks if uh, we're going to spotlight it, which we have, and watch. Listen to that episode. He also asks, is the OVA worth watching? Listen to that episode. (laughs) And he also says, is there any explanation of the silhouetted figure in the Mark II's forehead? Nagano has done similar things in five-star stories, but with the whole Fatima thing, it makes sense. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Don't know what to tell you. Next up is Raijin's again, who says, I know you guys love to hate on Dynasty Warriors Gundam, which is fair enough, which I love, by the way. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, but what are the elements that each of you look for in a good mecha game? Is it graphics, gameplay mechanics, immersion, or just straight fun factor? Now, hold up a second here. We need to stop for a second. Oh. I take issue with the wording of this question. Oh, it says, I know you guys love to hate on Dynasty Warriors Gundam. And it annoys me, and this is just a general observation, that um, mm-hmm. on the internet now, criticizing anything means you are hating on it, mm-hmm. which is not the case. I don't hate on Dynasty Warriors Gundam. I dislike Dynasty Warriors in general because it's a repetitive game where you just fight waves and waves of the same enemies over and over again on an empty field. And it doesn't matter whether it's Dynasty Warriors Gundam, or Fist, Fist of the North Star, Star or, even One or, or One Piece. Even One for Shizzle ain't absent from that, uh, from that disdain. It's all the same <laughs> stuff. So, no, it's not Dynasty Warriors Gundam. It's Dynasty Warriors that is the problem. Yeah. It's that whole archetype. <laughs> so, what do I look for in a mecha game? Uh... There are two types of mecha games that I would like to see out there more. On the more like simulation side, I would love to see another game in the vein of Rise from the Ashes. Yeah. In the straight up just crazy mecha action, nothing to me has surpassed Sony Enders second runner. Yeah. Ooh, which uh, I should uh, I should plug the fact that uh, I am actually going to be going through that game because I just started a uh, a playthrough of uh, Zone of the Enders and I'm playing the first one with the HD remix and I plan on going through that game and uh, Second Runner which I can't wait to get to because I hear how good it is. So um, you can check that at um, twitch.tv slash level underscore nine or you can go to Gundam at uh, Gundam and MHQ's. Uh, YouTube channel and check that out there. I'll, I'll be I'll upload every part of that uh, of that. Sure, so bro, just shamelessly advertise your crap here. What is what is this? Your your freaking advertising board or something, huh? Hey, hey, man, I just I gotta I gotta take them shots while I can. 
So <laughs> anyway, there. Those those are my two game types, my templates for games that I want to see. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And probably on and, and on a on a fun side, I did find a lot of those um uh the versus games. You know, the the gun versus games. Those were pretty good too. I I, I like those. They, there there were some issues with some of the some of the suits. But for the most part, I thought those, um, you know, like uh, Alliance for Saft and all that stuff, those, those were all pretty fun. So, but I, I agree with you on Zone of the Enders. That's definitely, uh, definitely good stuff there. Sobro, I, I already know, is going to say Tech Romancer. <laughs> Which was a fun game. I, I wouldn't mind a, a, a mecha fighting game with like a, just a big crossover between uh, different, different series and whatnot would be awesome. Um, but I do enjoy the kind of arcadey action type of mecha games like uh i mentioned super dimension fortress macross from sega am2 and also um gundam versus zeta gundam uh, back on the old ps2 i thought was a really fun game it was easy to get into easy to play and i loved the whole aspect of uh alternate timelines i thought it was a really cool thing so to have that experience again would be nice i know they have the gundam versus series but since they haven't brought it into the states we're still sitting and waiting for that to come out officially. I can import it, but as part of me is just not willing to do that. <laughs> so, All right. And his next question is to Neo. Whoa, this is an existential question right here. Two of them, actually. Uh-oh. What would you do if one day you found your life was saved by a machine? How would you react? Would your entire opinion slash outlook on the Robopocalypse finally change? What if you fell in love with what you later found out was a machine? Um, no, it wouldn't change. Because I, I, even if even if one machine uh, killed or saved me, it doesn't mean that the millions of others won't don't want to kill me. So okay, that, so uh, hmm. that I, I can see. Now, when it comes to falling in love with a machine, what I envision is you having like a robot crying game movement. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, maybe. Unless, unless like the machine looks like um, what's her face from Battlestar, the the blonde six. Uh, then, then maybe I could I could handle that just a tad. But yeah, but would you would you check her spine just to make sure? No, I'd have the dog sniffer like they do in Terminator. That, that's how they know. So <laughs> I don't know but, if that uh, works on toasters. Yeah, they never did establish that fact, did they? Yeah, check her spine. Check her spine. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So the next question well, is right. to me. He says, "How long have you been doing voices? Did you start early as a kid or relatively recently? Have you ever thought of becoming a voice actor?" Is it something you do for fun or more as a result of multiple personality disorder? Just kidding. <laughs> Listen here, you bastard. Oh, I, I, I feel highly offended, and so do I. <laughs> <clears throat> I've uh, probably been doing weird voices as long as I can remember, but it's always just been for fun. I've never once considered becoming a voice actor. Oh, and on. if I did become, if I did want to become a voice actor, I would never ask a voice actor how to become one. <laughs> but isn't that how you find out if to become one? Yeah. No, I'd figure out how to do it on my own damn self. Oh my god! You would actually put in the work yourself. Oh jeez. Yes. How dare you? I know. And to Sobro, is it me, or has the language been slipping a lot on Gundam recently? For me, I don't care either way. Love it actually. Well, that's kind of conflicting. <laughs> if you say you don't care either way and then parentheses love it actually then yes you do care either way yeah that just that just goes you know into common sense <laughs> but maybe you might want to check the consistency of the cursing every now and again well god damn it sober hey. what do you think <laughs> 
I, I I do agree. Um, I there's been times where I was under a time crunch where going back and editing out curse words kind of takes time. If I don't note it uh, on a notepad as we do the episode, then I'll forget where they are sometimes, and then I'll listen to the episode afterwards. It's like, oh, I forgot we cursed there. I meant to take that out. And you know, there's a one one or two slip ups. We're not we're not really we don't really like say a lot of we, we say curse words but the f word the c word things like that we don't say that often we probably say the f-bomb every once in a while and i, I think that's passable i, I, I rate the show if anything at pg-13 so i don't so think allowed it's super explicit <laughs> yeah well allowed at least one f-bomb and that's that's why I, that's how I, I i i um equate it in my mind it's like okay we we have at least one and usually it's either me or chris paul is actually the probably the cleanest out of the three of us he rarely says the f-word between chris and me though we say it all well, the time just listen to chaos so. theater <laughs> There you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, it's usually one of us I have to edit. And um, sometimes I just say, sometimes I just say, fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> PG-13. There you go. I got my one in. <laughs> yeah, is that one for the show or one from each of us? <laughs> Not, oh, well, that's and mine. It, you guys do whatever you want. <laughs> so, basically, your standards are opaque and not open to the public and inconsistent. So, basically, you are the MPAA. <laughs> There you go. You <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. He says here in closing. Anyway, keep up the excellent work as usual on Gundam, Chaos Theater, and Fighters Ready. And I'll try to come up with some more questions when I have them. Hope you guys continue to produce quality podcast entertainment in 2013 and beyond. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rogers. And our last question comes from PQ Comics, who says. How much money do we have to pay for you guys to review Zoids? <laughs> well, I, I have the answer right here. Oh, you do? I have a number, too. I, I, have, I have the answer right here, and the answer is, uh, how much you got? <laughs> you got you. How much you got? A uh, thousand bucks. You, got, you know what? A thousand bucks to each of us. Plus you guys, provide, you know plus you provide that. So start a Kickstarter now, guys. I'm glad you brought up Zoids because what blows my mind, and I'm an avid listener to this podcast. I know Chris listens to it, too. It's called Fat Man on Batman, hosted by Kevin Smith. He recently had Grant Morrison on, and he was talking about some of the stuff he did when he worked for Marvel UK. Do you know that the man actually wrote a comic based on Zoids? Grant Morrison, of all people, wrote, I, I guess, uh, at least an arc in Zoids. And I think he even helped cross it over with Spider-Man uh, at one point. And I, that blew my mind to hear that. So I wouldn't mind checking that out. That's for sure. <laughs> I have a question out to the listeners. Why? Uh-huh. What, what is the attraction of Zoids? It's got a, it's got a pretty pretty strong no, following. I, um, you're, mm-hmm. No, I'm saying... Okay, I'm, oh, go no, ahead. I, what I'm saying, you don't have to... I know it's got a small, a, a pretty good following. That's why I'm asking them is why why the attraction to it? Like, this is... Is this just now a, more of a trolling thing? Because I know Chris has always said no, no Zoids on... <laughs> On um on MHQ or is it just or is there honestly people want to know they love the Zoids I don't know I've I've never really watched it so it never looked like anything that kind of interests me so well we do have a suggestion from Sakura Angel who commented and said um, I don't think that'll be easy my friend just wait for episode two hundred. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, we could do that. Or we could do it sooner if they just do a Kickstarter and pay us a thousand bucks each. I, that, that that would be my. Um, I, I think you're aiming kind of low. We could go for more on Kickstarter because remember, Kickstarter takes like five or ten percent. Oh, okay, so then then um, yeah, all right. So because I, I I would think probably a thousand bucks would be worth our time to, to, to watch it. How much how, how much uh, Zoids is there to watch? A couple is it of just, shows. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty expansive. It ain't no Gundam or Transformers, but it ain't. Uh, it ain't no uh, Big O either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So. Well, all right. Sounds good then. All right. So that will wrap up this extended mail bag, which has oh. thankfully pushed us into 2013 at least. Oh wow! Woo, amazing. What what what, what month? Uh, we are just at the end of January. Oh, cool. Not 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 too no. bad. No, not too bad at all. All right. So that will wrap up this segment. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. End of discussion. Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology. You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can get me. Get used to it, it's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then Gun- damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? What did the anime addicts say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of Pokemon? Who doesn't want to spin around, glow, and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot. Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, she's changing. Quick, shoot her. Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my Charmander. Anonymous. I'm eating a sandwich (laughs) calling my bookie because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. Visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaapodcast.com and iTunes. You've got the eyes of a soldier. (laughs) Well, that takes a lot of guts, boy. Now I'm really impressed with you. Amaro, that your name? Yes, sir. If we should meet in battle, it'll be different. Good luck, Amaro. Uh, right. I see that Gundam Mobile Suit is back. Where exactly did it come from? What? How'd I miss? Good. Your aim is very accurate. Therefore, easy to predict. He's not trying to dodge me. I've only got one shot left. So I'll ditch the beam rifle. The pilot's making some excellent judgments. Tough man. But this is no Saku, boy. No Saku. So powerful. Still haven't got me yet. Uh, he's coming! I knew it! Uh, why, you're that young kid from the restaurant. It's incredible. Well, times have changed, haven't they? Now they're training kids like you to be pilots. Take that! Very impressive. But remember, you couldn't have won this battle through your own strength. You owe it all to the mobile suit's abilities and nothing more. Huh. You're a sore loser. is king you are listening to gundam at mahq 
everybody to Gundam at MAHQ. You're listening to episode 120. That's right, we're already a fifth on the of the way to episode 200 in this new set of uh, episodes. And um, in this episode, we actually reviewed Battlestar Galactica: Blood and Chrome, the the web series that just came to a close and just came out on uh, Blu-ray and uh, DVD just recently. And um, after that, we actually finally got caught up a great deal on the mailbag with our uh, quarterly mailbag explosion. And just as a quick note, uh, for the purpose of getting through as many questions as we did there, we didn't do any voicemails, but we will be doing voicemails next episode. Yeah, we'll be having a voicemail buffet. So get ready, get your forks and spoons and your and your bibs out. We're about to get eh, in. More like an appetizer. Well, there you go. There you go. I, 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 I spoke too soon, as I always do. <laughs> but uh, anything you guys wanted to, to say before we close out this episode at all? I hate all our listeners. There you go, man. It, it, uh, I think they know. <laughs> I hate I hate everyone in general. Woo. Man, that's hateful. I've, I've adopted the philosophy of Grumpy Cat. There you go. Oh, grumpy cat. That is indeed your spirit animal. <laughs> that absolutely is my spirit animal. And I wish, I wish I could have been at South by Southwest to meet Grumpy Cat. Oh, he was, th- she was there? She yeah. was there. Oh my goodness, man. She must have stole the show. So much hatred spread amongst all of the hipsters. <laughs> oh. She hissed at every one of them. I'm, every- I hope she bit every one of them. Nice. All those and damn hipsters. So yes. Spread- Grumpy Cat, if you if you need a home on a podcast, you are always welcome at Gundam and MHQ or Chaos Theater. The fourth seat is always open. Yes. We, 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 we just got to let, we just got to make sure that uh, Gundam Hipster is not around. <laughs> and and if and if you want to bite Jab Man, that's okay. Oh, yeah. We encourage that. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'm sure Neil will point you in the direction. <laughs> Neil, any appearances on any podcast you want to let us know about? No. You should be the one to ask that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're no. on a podcast. I thought I reversed the game. That's all. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to flip the script on that, eh? Hey, oh my <laughs> God. Get out of town. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> no. No, I, I, I probably have done the only podcast that wanted me on there for a while. So. Oh, man. That's probably it. <laughs> nah, it's. Not that I know of, so <laughs> unless something happens between now and then, I don't know. So well, well, all right. Well, um, I just wanted uh, to 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 make a a request of our listeners of Gundam. We just recently started uh, streaming a, a whole lot on Twitch.tv, and I had mentioned earlier that I was doing playthroughs of Zone of the Enders. Well, also, um, if you have the time, if you already go to Twitch.tv and you watch all all sorts of stuff there, if you can go and follow our channels, um, one of them is Twitch.tv/level underscore nine. And that's nine written out, N-I-N-E. Uh, the next one is twitch.tv slash Shoji Ramuro. That's S-H-O-J-I-R-A-M-U-R-O. And the last one is the official stream for our Fighters Ready podcast, which is twitch.tv slash Fighters Ready. The reason why we need followers is the more followers we get, the sooner we can become a, t- uh, a partner on Twitch. So um, if we can get the uh, listeners in droves, and I know a lot of people listen to this show, so if you go... Definitely hit the follow button and uh, follow us on there so that you can help us out. But um, definitely peep these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. MAHQ.net. That's the Mecca and Anime Headquarters. Also, make sure you visit Gundam.net. The official website for the Gundam at MAHQ podcast. And where you can download and find information on this episode and our entire back catalog. Join in on the conversation at MechaTalk.net. 
www.gundam.net, where you can also find official forums for Gundam, where you can submit questions, topics, and reply to anything that we said in this episode. All other links for Gundam at MAHQ can be found at about.me slash Gundam. There you will find links to us on iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and our other media facets. After listening to Gundam, the next podcast you should be listening to is Chaos Theater, MAHQ's other podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom, hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ himself, Chris Guanche, and everybody's favorite pedal bear of the South, Pedro Cortez. Listen to them at chaostheater.blogspot.com. Shinjuku Station also has a podcast that focuses on fighting games called Fighters Ready, hosted by Gundam's own Solro Ryu and his co-host Nick the Stampede. Fight your way on over to FightersReady.net where you can download episodes and join in on the conversation. And thank you again for listening to Gundam at MAHQ. See you guys next time. If you listen to the commentary track on the Superman animated series that was done in the 90s, I believe, the, the first couple episodes are all about, you know, Jor-El on Krypton, and Krypton's going to explode, and no one believes him. And then it turns out that there is a computer core called Brainiac that does, that actually knows, and has been sort of keeping the rest of the population in the dark so that Brainiac computer can save the culture but let the people die. And if you listen to the commentary track with all the creators, one of the co- guys says, hey, you know what, this is very different from from all the different ways we've told Superman in the in the past. Do you think it's because of our relationship with technology is changing and we have to figure out what our relationship with the computer is now? And the other guys go, oh, I don't know, whatever. So this part's really cool when he does that thing. And, he, and I'm like, oh my God, like one guy said it and all the other guys just totally went past it because it's so subconscious yeah. that they don't realize. And one of the cool things is what is what works in one culture and seems perfectly normal, like giant robots, is deeply subversive in another culture. So when you take that giant robot sensibility and bring it to America, Americans look at it and go, wait, this doesn't play by the same superhero rules that everyone else plays by. The villains just aren't ugly. Some of the villains are very attractive. Chara's novel is very attractive. Char actually has a logical argument that sort of makes sense. It makes me feel uncomfortable, but what Char is saying is not crazy. It's just working from a different set of assumptions. Yeah. And that aesthetic of Gundam as a whole, where it's sort of like war. Yes, it's glorified with with giant robots for model kits that we want you to buy, but it's depicted as a necessary evil, whereas the American depiction of war in movies is so far from that as sort of this patriotic, jingoistic sort of America. It's what we do. Yeah, and I had to ask myself, here I was, a nice uh, white boy um, raised in Chicago in the middle of the Midwest, and I should like superheroes, and yet all I'm watching is giant robot shows. Why the hell is this nice corn-fed Midwestern boy so obsessed with Japanese animation? Even before I knew it was Japanese. I didn't know it was Japanese until I got into high school. I'd already watched Speed Racer, Star Blazers, Battle of the Planets, Voltron, not realizing they were Japanese shows. It wasn't until Robotech came along that I went, oh, this comes from another country. Why? And that's why I had to figure it out. I had to figure out what, what it was about the blueprint, the programming, the meaning underneath the mythological storytelling, why it appealed to me on such a deep subconscious level. I wanted to raise that to my conscious mind so that I could have control over my life, over my artistry, over my creations. 
Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. <laughs> See that? Corey goes immediately into an authentic radio announcer guy from like 1940. Yeah. Matter of fact, you and I were doing, um, the other night, we were having a really fun, a great time with an improv group that was put together with Paul Rugg and Sherry Stoner. Yes. And uh, Freddie Tattashore. Yeah. And you and me. And you went in there and immediately did, I mean, you because you're a student and you're almost savant-like in your knowledge, right? You really uh, are. Well, I'm a... Uh... I, I've got like Asperger's. You do, but in the coolest way. I, I actually do. Yeah, and I believe, I believe you, But in I the coolest I way. I mean, uh, and I, I, I go and I love my Asperger's rare. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but no, no. I mean, you, because now, you, you can catalog the announcers through history. And you know them and you do them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who I, are you just sort of obsessively doing? Obsessively fascinated with them. Well, well, let's see. I mean, the, the Orson Welles uh, from Columbia Broadcasting System, it was, uh, oh, man. Uh, the guy in the I Mercury know, Radio I, Theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray Collins oh my God. was that guy. And he was a voice actor. He did announcing, and so his announcing was sort of a caricature of some of himself, other popular right. of, of guys announcers. Yeah, and they all had that very yeah. clear. Oh, no, my, my favorite announcer name, and he, his voice fit the name is Dick Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? You could never get away with that, Dick Joy. These days, what is your what's your name, sir? My name is Hello. This is Dick Joy. I don't have anything here. Dick Joy. Yes, <laughs> he was really like. A voice you'll truly love, Dick Joy. <laughs> Dick Joy for Palmolive Lotion. Oh, Lord. No way. Oh, then it opens up all sorts of new No, he probably vistas. did like like a Johnson Glow Coat Yeah, or right, something. yeah, or, or uh, 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 Burma Shave. Yeah, like yeah. That, right? But those oh, those God, voices Corey. always, they first would make me giggle because, yeah. because they were so ridiculous. <laughs> But then, <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen. In yeah. trying to imitate them, yeah. I realized, oh my God, there's so much craft oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. involved in that because it, it's kind of like an antiquated singing style. Mm -hmm. 